ladies and gentlemen, it is. Let me make sure that I'm actually getting processing this week. Okay, I am. Last week, I forgot to add the processing to my microphone. That was catastrophic. I was like super quiet, and Jeff was like, One Whopper, no onion! <laughs> <laughs> couldn't, I couldn't fucking, I tried so hard to friggin' balance the audio and post, but since we pull it off the video now, we don't have individual audio files, there was only so much I could do, it was such a friggin' mess. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our Tech the Alpha podcast, it is Thursday, January the 28th, uh, the spiciest month that could have possibly happened in the year 2021. Uh, we've got a great show lined up for you today, actually I'll hope. I mean, I, I know why everyone is actually here today. I think Jeff and I both know why everyone's here today. And yes, we are going to talk uh, about how Betty White has turned, like, what, 99 or something. But we're going to talk about that. But we're also going to talk about stocks and stonks and everything in between. And uh, outside of that, just a lot of crazy shit happened this week. A lot of news in general. So we'll we'll get uh, right on it. But first, we got very, very important questions to ask uh, the uh, the man sitting across from me here. And that is, of course, Mr. Black. Yes. How was your week? Uh, it was another week. I'm just posting up on social media that we're live with the podcast. I was uh, They were doing a, an official trailer release for No Pixel 3.0 at 4 o'clock uh, our time. So Perfect. I was just watching that real quick while, while uh, you booted up. Um, um, week was good. We got the front of the house all done at the at the rental, um, which is good. So that's all complete. Uh, Wonderful. Painters, yeah, painters are there uh, right now, painting all of the patchwork that needed to be done, and then any of the um, touch ups and stuff um, from the last time that they were there. Um, you know, we were moving furniture and all kinds of other shit. Uh, not furniture, but appliances and things. So walls got scratched and dinged and of just course, your standard happens. stuff. So they're over there doing all their doing all their stuff. Uh, plumbers there today as well, um, hooking up the new sinks. Um, yeah, and then electricians will be there on the first and the third, and then that'll be it. It'll be done. Uh, everything will be done by I would say the third, uh, which is perfect because the new the new No Pixel comes out on the fifth, which ah. is Kayla's birthday as well. So um rip her birthday um <laughs> i was gonna say uh, oops whoopsie um but yeah uh, uh every everything everything is going good um over there got the bottom unit all rented out already um and uh just got a couple more units to to fill um yeah gonna do some um yeah, i'm gonna be going over there i might go over there tonight but i doubt it um, but I'll go over there tomorrow night, help my dad out. It's all small little shit now, weather stripping and small parts and like just miscellaneous small things at this point. So, um, it's a good week. Can't really complain. Got shit done. I'm, I'm like getting back into the motion of some normalcy again to a degree. Got mm. the like, uh, a little bit. I didn't stream today. I had like five voiceovers that come in today. So I did four of them. Um, and I, I have, I got the whisper room. That's I all saw stuff. that. Yeah. So, uh, so that's all set up. Um, took a, that took a little while, but Kayla and I, uh, did that basically, um, it's a big whisper room. Like it's, it's not like a small one. It's like eight by six, I do believe and seven feet high. Um, something like that. 
I'm got, uh, it's got to be as tall as the ceiling in the room. Otherwise, it kind of defeats the purpose, right? Or is it's, it? It's it's pretty tall. Like it's not as well. I've got like so. Nine, does it have? Does it have ceiling. its own roof to yeah. it? Oh, okay, yeah. I thought they just would have like, you know. So well, I guess now that I think about it, it makes more sense that because yeah, you wouldn't know how tall the room is that it's going in. But yeah, anyway. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so yeah, that's it. That's all set up. Got a got a steal of a deal. I mean, it was still expensive. Like the, this specific model because it has the ventilation system as well. Um, it's like regular fourteen thousand, and then obviously you got to pay like if you get it from Texas or whatever, uh, you got to pay shipping and border fees. So I ended up getting it for seven grand shipped. So uh, so you know that's that that's done. Um, I know exactly what what Adam's thinking right now. He's saying I, why why no I look I get it I get it because it's like a time save. And it's a new place, and it's a new room, and you and it's too big. Like it's not that it's too big; it would be a bitch to like build a new spot in there. I just die on the inside because we had this like tight, sweet little in like an unusable spot in your old house that looks useless for anything else. It was perfect, and it sounded so fucking good. Yeah, and it was amazing. It was vented, and it yeah. cost like four dollars and eighty six cents. Yeah, and it was fine. And then it was like so. So every time somebody says "whisper room," part of my body dies and leaves. Yeah. It's just like my well, fucking- you know, all the all the insulation. Like the most expensive part of building it before was the insulation, and it just so yes. happened that I needed I needed a bunch of Roxol in- insulation for the triplex. So I took all the bags of insulation that we had <laughs> and I put it into the triplex. So it's like you know, part of it lives on through uh through the ceilings of, of the units so soundproofing the ceilings of the, of the units what a, so, ben- uh, what a benefit <laughs> so anyway um yeah that that's that's what that what's nice about it is it it's so big that i can actually like stream in there too mm. um so i could do music creation or whatever um videos or whatever i want to do from inside i'm surprised well. with a setup that big that you haven't run xlr cable along the ceiling and just had the mic at the other end of the thing for doing like your recording so you're not speaking directly into your monitor you know what i mean yeah i'm I'm not that anal bro this shit sounds like fucking heaven i'm sure it it does it's you know i got the u87 now Mm. i've got the fucking you know i've got the dude it's and I took a bunch of those um, stuff that we had in the podcast room and I put them inside the the whisper room. Oh, good. That'll um, help because the whisper room walls are still pretty fucking hard. It's, yeah. I mean, this one is so pretty. It's big that like it isn't as like echoey and tinny as what maybe like a smaller one would be. Yeah. But um, still, you still need to treat the in- inside to a degree. Yeah. Um, you don't have to like go full crazy, but you, you definitely do need a few things or if you want like no you want dead sound so mm. um got it going there it's not perfect right now but it's bass traps would it, probably not be the worst just for the corners just the corners yeah and then i've got a couple of the big sheets in there on on the wall and that would be and, enough i would imagine and that's it oh yeah it's, it's more than good enough so yeah Wonderful. it's been an eventful week it's been an eventful week i had Wonderful. my birthday on friday mm. um didn't do much just forever young yeah, yeah 30, <laughs> 34 now and uh fuck bro i said that i said the other the other i think i said this the other week like for some fucked up reason 34 sounds younger than 33 i don't know why the number three just sounds fucking weird you say 34 and it just sounds younger Mm. in my mind so just roll with that 35 though you're fucked 34 roll with it Mm -hmm. roll with it um 
I didn't have a particularly crazy week. I, I basically uh, just, you know, streamed whenever I uh, get some time. The website's just uh, basically in limbo right now because Nikki is away on business. Um, and so that's just down for now. So I the most eventful part of my week was I built the new gaming PC, which I'm using right now, obviously, to do part of the podcasting with. Uh, I finally pulled the trigger on it because, yeah, um, I, the other PC was crashing two to three times a day, and it didn't matter what I did, I tried, I did my best to fucking get it to not crash and just nothing worked anymore, uh, and so, like, I really wanted to wait one more year. I didn't want to fucking do it because I, my gaming performance when the computer wasn't crashing, perfectly fine. Um, but I also didn't want to be in the middle of the podcast, and then all of a sudden the computer blows up. And we're fucked. So I, um, I miraculously got my hands on, like I probably mentioned before, 5600X and a motherboard, uh, put it together, and Bob's your uncle. I still don't have the cooler that was originally supposed to be here, uh, because it's Canada Post. So it got delayed from Friday to Tuesday, and now it's supposed to be here tomorrow. So I was smart, and as soon as I saw that they were going to not be there on that Friday, I drove out in the snowstorm to Canada Computers. <laughs> And I bought, I bought an air cooler and I built the computer that night and I said, I ain't waiting. I know it's going to get fucking delayed a million times and here we are. So, um, that was the most eventful part, uh, honestly, of the week. Other than that, it's just been, um, you know, uh, building the computer, making sure it runs properly, playing some games, streaming and whatnot. Um, been playing, uh, some more Warzone because I hate myself. Played a little Star Wars Battlefront 2, uh, last night with, uh, with the crew. That was kind of, uh, kind of fun. Um, Genshin, and that's it. I, I'm gonna, once I talk to Nikki, my plan is right now, a game that I wanted to review, um, what's it called? Fucking, uh, The Medium, which is that Silent Hill, basically that Silent Hill game. Just that came out today. Game, yeah. yeah, um, has the original Silent Hill, um, uh, 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 music guy and all that shit. So, I wanted to review that, but I also don't have, like, assets done for video reviews or anything like that for the site yet I might be I think what I'm going to have to do is so that I'm not just waiting for the site to be done is I'll simply um, do all my assets for critical hit for the video reviews all the lower thirds the logo stingers all that shit change the channel up and then just put the reviews there and then when the website's done I'll retroactively slap everything onto it uh, because I, you know, I want to, there's a couple games, and there's not that many, honestly, but that's one of them, uh, that I wanted to do the review for, so, uh, I'll, uh, I'll be working on that. And other than that, that's, that's been a very exciting time, you know, sleep, take him to work, come home. <laughs> that's, it's the show. Life is exciting. Mr. Black. Yeah. It's enough about us. We got so much fucking news to cover right now, it's insane. So let's cover some yeah. news. Let's, let's talk about, let's get right... Right to it. I put it at the top of the list. No dicking around. No make, making people wait to, to hear the to hear the discussion. Um, obviously, the biggest news of the week in gaming, and not just gaming, but one of the biggest pieces of news in general <laughs> right now is uh, that uh, despite the fact that GameStop uh, couldn't keep itself alive, Wall Street bets decided to keep it alive for them and weaponize that necromancy. To uh, to dunk on uh, a uh, a hedge fund, so and 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 craziness has only ensued since. It's like honestly, this like keeps getting crazy. Like no, this is like watching 
This is like watching the Tiger King, where you watch an episode and you're like, that shit's crazy, these people are nuts. And then you see the next episode, you're like, wow, this somehow got crazier, and they found crazier people. It can't possibly get crazier than this. And then every episode of Tiger King keeps one-upping itself until the very end when you're like, holy shit, what just fucking happened? That's kind of what it's been like in the last few days here with this situation. So, if you've somehow, and honestly, there's still a lot of people asking, you know, what exactly is fucking going on here? So I'll try and give, like, a really short version of what's been happening, and then we can we can talk about our thoughts on on this whole thing. So, basically, Wall Street Bets is a subreddit um, full of people that basically just talk about their investments and what they think they want to get in on, and there are a bunch of, 98% of them are amateur investors, there's a couple of whales in there, um, for sure, but most of them are just, you know, they're just talking, doing whatever, and a lot, there's a lot of degeneracy that happens in that fucking subreddit, but, um, somebody in there, I'm not even sure who it was, or if we know who it was, we probably do, but I don't, I don't know, who's, not that it matters to the story, discovered that, uh, Melvin, what is it called? Melvin, I have it written down here. Melvin Capital? Melvin Capital, is that the name of it? Um, what a terribly white name that is, by the way. Melvin Capital. <laughs> Melvin Capital. This is such an old-sounding fucking name. So, Melvin Capital, um, they discover that this hedge fund has a massive short position on GameStop. And, uh... I guess once they discovered that, they sat down and, and said to themselves, you know what? I want to stir some shit up today. So they went on Wall Street Bets and started, uh, was it Deep Effin' Value that did it? Okay, alright, well there, there you go. Uh, if it was him, that's the guy who's got like, I don't know, he went in for seven million dollars and now he's, now the, the shit's worth fucking god knows what. So... He convinces a bunch of people on the Reddit to do this. There's three million people in that subreddit, and obviously it's spread well outside of the subreddit. People are buying into GameSpot or GameStop stock like it's going out of fucking style. Like, just running this bitch up like crazy. So why is that important? Okay, so if you don't know what shorting stock is, it's essentially, for all intents and purposes, it's somebody is betting that the company's stock value is going to go down. And you're making the money on the difference. So you're borrow you're basically borrowing the stock, and then the idea is the stock value is gonna go down, and then you're going to get you know, go back with your borrowed stock and be like, bitch better have my money, and then you get the difference between it. So if you bought it at ten, or you got in at ten and it went down to seven, you make three. Kind of an idea. Right? If, however, and this is why this is such a crazy fucking event, the thing about shorting is that there is no ceiling to your losses. It's unlimited losses. So if the stock, for whatever reason, say a bunch of degenerates on Wall Street bets decide to run up the fucking stock price, if you go back and it's, it's no longer you saying, bitch better have my money, it's the guy that you borrowed the stock from that says, hey, bitch, bitch better have my money, uh, because now you owe them the difference. So if it went from 10 to $15 you are now out the $5 difference. So, um, what happened was, they run the price of this fucking stock up, and not just a little bit. I mean, they fucking ran this bitch to the moon proper. This was literally like watching, if you were involved in crypto at any point in time, this was literally like watching a overhyped IPO for crypto, and it just got pumped, 
It hasn't got dumped yet, but it got, it got bumped through the roof. And it was like, what, the, the line just goes straight. It's hilarious. It's like a vertical fucking line. So what does that mean? Well, like I just said, it means that that hedge fund that has shorted GameStop for all of this money now owes a catastrophic amount of money on these shorts. Just fucking bonkers level money. We're talking anywhere. I've heard so many numbers. I've heard 5 billion. I've heard 13 billion. It could be anything in between there. It's billions and billions of dollars. It's, it's enough that they actually got partially bailed out by some other financial institutions almost to the tune of $3 billion to try and figure this shit out. So what does all this mean? Well, now we've come to the point where, where, um, there's been a freeze put on in general, but before we got to that, it was more or less the places in which people were buying these stocks. Cause it wasn't just GameStop. It was also people, they started hopping on like AMC and shit. They started, they started saying, all right, that's it. We're, ch we're shutting the doors. We're locking the, the fucking doors. The windows are batting down. Nobody getting in this bitch anymore. For various reasons that, you know, we don't really necessarily know all of them. Some of it is to do with the fact that there are rules that were put in place uh, back in the last, like, market crash in, like, 2008. Uh, and, and some of it was almost undoubtedly, in my opinion anyway, my uneducated opinion, pressure on these apps and companies that are external the market uh, you know, like, uh, Robin Hood, Discord, etc., etc. You're getting pressure to do some shit, to slow the roll, right? The subreddit went down. Discord fucking community got shut down. Robin Hood this morning said, no more fucking, it ain't happening anymore. Other apps also doing the same shit. Here in Canada, I can still technically buy it. If I wanted to. I don't know how much longer that's gonna be, but for now, it's still, it's still doable here. Um... So it's a, it's a complete gong show. Biden's team is apparently looking into it, whatever that means, but they said it certainly is interesting, isn't it? And everyone went, yeah, it kind of is. It's, it's kind of it's fucking interesting. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, here we are. GameStop is obviously not worth $430. Let's be fucking honest, okay? However, they've got, like, memed into Fortune 500 status in the span of about 72 hours. So, for them, this doesn't mean a hell of a lot. I mean, for them, it's just kind of like, I guess it's whatever. Because at the end of the day, depending on how this fan, you know, all pans out, it's not like their stock is going to stay north of $400, right? It's just that it just so happened to be that was the company that was shorted. So, here we are. Uh, and now, I guess it's time for our takes on the situation now that we've gone over the general story. Mr. Black, how have you uh, enjoyed this um, chaotic start to 2021? Oh, I mean, I'm loving it. I think it's great. I, I, <laughs> I, I think it's funny. Um, a couple days ago, I tried to, I just didn't have any liquid cash, like, to, to put into these things right so i was like fuck i got no money in my brokerage account i i can't buy any of this shit so i've just been watching um uh i've just been i've just been sitting back and and watching i i, I think it's funny um yeah i mean they they shorted they shorted the stock 
like 140% or some <laughs> shit. Uh, basically just tried to kill GameStop, just straight up murder it into the ground. Um, and it was a substantial amount of money that they dumped in, uh, that they shorted. And then, you know, Reddit came and trolled them and said, you know what? Hey, we're going to squeeze the fuck out of you. <laughs> and the Wall Street was probably like, you know what? Go ahead. Try your best. We will win like we always do. And then tried they all. And then social media got involved, hyped it up even more. And then they started going, oh, shit. Shit, the money is pouring in here, and what I paid for a few dollars per share, now I owe $400 per share. Um, this is a problem. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's the argument that, like, hey, you know, it's manipulation, but, I mean, let's be real. I mean, this is what Wall Street does. This is what the hedge funds do. Um, you know, they 144% shorted the, the stock. I mean, they're manipulating it themselves is what they do. Um, just, it's not every day that the everyday man and woman, the, the retail investors can get behind and all collectively join a parade to go and take money from the big guys. Usually they're out there fighting each other to a degree, playing that game and, uh, everything is just manipulated and controlled and it's their world and they don't want you part of it. And Reddit said, fuck this. We're going to go in, we're going to go in balls deep. And uh, you had people that were being open and transparent about how much shares they had. They were screaming hodl. They were all sitting there and they're making millions and millions of dollars. I mean, people I was were paying off student loans. Dude, this morning I watched someone's YouTube, right? So mm. I, I woke up in bed uh, and, and I'm sitting there going, man, I wonder what this is going to open. I was hoping that my funds was going to clear, but it's not going to clear until next week. And I was like, all right. Um, I wonder what's going to happen. My thought was, is it was going to jump really, really hard the moment that it opened, like the exchange opened. So it opens. I'm watching a stream on YouTube. Like I kind of half procrastinated today because I, I was just so like zoned into what the fuck was going. <laughs> I couldn't believe what I was seeing. There's a guy on YouTube that had like 30,000 people watching him and he's sitting there and he's trading the stock. And he's like saying all kinds of language I don't understand, but it's pretty incredible. And and the first thing that I see this guy do is he makes one trade, and within 15 minutes he makes 380 grand, 380 thousand dollars. The the it the price jumps. It opens at like 200 and or two something, and then jumps to like 400 and something, and then he just sells profit, and then it starts tanking. And he so flies he starts, back in. Well, he starts shorting like oh, on down, the way down. He starts shorting on the way down and then he's making money on the way down and then he's buying back in when it shoot. I'm like, who the hell? What the hell is going on? That's I couldn't day, believe it. day trading Under stonks like he crazy. Said, like, and then at the end, I, I, his stream was like four or five hours long. And uh, I, 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 I tuned back in there about a half hour ago and just watched the end of the stream to see where he like he ended up for the day. And he ended, he ended up making a, almost half a million dollars, right? And he was like, he was like, guys, you know, this is straight up gambling. He's like, yesterday we lost like 40K on one trade. Today, we, you know, we're up almost half a million dollars. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's absolutely insane. Um, it's insane. I'm happy for everybody that, that, that jumped on board. I mean, if, you know, I'm, I, listen, if you had five, 500 bucks in that stock, like a few days ago, <laughs> you know, you got a down payment for your house. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like exactly. that's how cra- that's how crazy this thing has gone. So kudos to everybody uh that's in it. It's funny. It's crazy watching the 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 manipulation happen. It's funny listening to the Wall Street guys complain. Um yeah, it's 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 unprecedented. I mean, we're probably going to see more of this now. That you're you're going to see tons of people rally behind um fucking on hedge mar- hedge funds exactly exactly <laughs> they're gonna go and attack these guys because they're like you know the they got this thing like hey you know remember that time in 20 2008 when y'all fucked the entire market and you know citizens lost you know billions and billions and billions and of dollars you got bailed out even you though you're the one out. that caused it <laughs> and you're the ones that are still driving your fucking lambos and you know fucking <laughs> You know, doing hooker, having hookers and blow, and, and having a good time while we we're all like struggling. Now it's our turn to fight back. So, um, it's uh, yeah, I I can't I can't hate on it. Fair game. It's fair game. They do it on one end, the public is doing it on the other end. Obviously, there's going to be some kind of regulations and changes that are going to happen because let's keep it a hundred. The government and Wall Street don't want everyday people getting rich off the stocks. They want to keep poor people poor and they want to keep being the 1%. Um, and that's just, you know, I, I, I'm a capitalist, right? I've always been like, not always, but you know, over the last decade or so I've, I definitely gravitate more towards capitalism. Like I, I'm, I'm a firm believer of economic value and people get what they put in. I'm not a believer in everybody deserves to have all of the same and every I deserve I think everybody deserves to have a roof over their head and proper health care. But when it comes to opportunity in terms of like um no cap on the amount of success that you can have and the opportunity that you can that like you know Elon Musk being a billionaire and you know Bezos doing the same thing like that doesn't upset me. To some people they fucking hate it infinitely so um but I will say you know just like how the elite the the uber rich the overseers they they play the game and seeing what i saw over the last couple of days especially with some of these exchanges or like these uh, uh, you know apps or whatever people are buying them off the stock exchange you know they're 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 protecting their own and they have all the power they really do and um you know it's it's dirty to see certain things go down the way it is um and it put it it I don't agree with that. I, I think everybody should have a fair opportunity to to make as much money. For them to go, oh, we're worried about the everyday person losing their home and stuff. They're not really worried about that. They're worried about losing their fucking money. You know, if they're worried about people losing their homes and stuff, they wouldn't have uh, crashed the economy multiple times over the last few generations. Specifically I, they, they with housing. Give, yeah, they don't <laughs> give. They don't give a fuck about you or I or anybody else. Yeah. They only care about their pockets. So them acting like some sort of concerned, oh, you know, this is in your best interest is absolute bullshit. They don't want you making money. Um, it, that that's just it. And I I don't agree with that. Um, it's just like the same thing where there are certain people that you know want to take advantage of of a system on the other end. The 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 ones that stay poor because they are lazy they want to take advantage of a situation of of free money of government assistance and have somebody else pay their taxes uh and and give them free stuff like it, there there are on on both extremes and i would, I would seeing, say one's probably seeing, a little higher no, than the other no no 
uh, and fundamentally uh, and ethically speaking, no, it's easier to side with somebody that has nothing. And it's so much easier to hate against somebody that has everything. I'm not saying, I'm not making it about hate or anything. If there are people that physically are pretending to be ill, have disabilities, play the system, uh, collect stamps when they know damn well they can get a job and go do the things they want to do because of laziness and contentment and how they're brought up and everything else. And then you've also got the same side, the other extreme that go, I know I can get away with this because I have the power. I have the money. I have the control. They're both equal in terms of evil. And I, evil's a, a maybe not the wor best word to use, but they're both equally um, uh, they're both engaging in the same thing. Just one is much more uh, uh, relatable than the other because everybody's much closer to being poor than being uber rich. It, it, it's just the way it is. And I saw an extreme today and over the last few days on a capitalist side that makes me sick. Um, and it's, it's ridiculous. And I believe that everybody should have the opportunity to dump in as much money as they want uh, and if they lose their home, they lose their car, they lose their savings, or they lose their fuck you money, then that's on them. Wall Street and whoever else, exchange or whatever, Robin Hood or Webull or whatever of these, they have, they, they're supposed to be decentralized. It's supposed to be like, hey, go ahead and you be your own, you live they're the a American middle, dream. They're a, they're a middleman. Yeah, you you live the American. They're not dream. a regulator or anything. You, they're exactly. they're middlemen. You do you do what you do, and then what they did is they cuddled the ball sack of the uber rich, and they they were helping the uh, the you know the the hedge funds. It's a it's a it's a it's 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 a, it's ridiculous. It, the whole thing is crazy. It's it's absolutely insane. It's insane. Yeah, I. Uh... I mean, I agree with like 99.99999% if not 100% everything you just said to be this. I think most people have pretty much the same take. I don't, uh, there's not like a lot of dramatically hot takes around this, I don't think. It's it's pretty much just, you know, look, um, the, it, what we're seeing is not necessarily new news. It's just the scale of what's happening has has made it even more apparent than it perhaps was in the past. So, you know, in the past, uh, the the telltale signs of the system is is crazy rigged would be just bailouts, right? So even if the even if the those getting the bailouts were largely the reason the economy collapsed in the first place, they were still the ones getting the bailouts like that. That was like the indicator where everyone was like, all right, hold up now. So the everyday person that didn't really have that much to do with it gets completely cucked and takes almost all of it because these bailouts are coming in of tax money. And then the people that largely play with funny money all day to manipulate the market and fuck us anyway get all the money from us so we get we lose our money and we get to pay tax collectively to bail them out eh, that's kind of fucking stupid so that was like the first markers but this has been one of the few times if not the first major time where 
um, everyday people, and don't get it twisted, there are some people with some deep fucking pockets also involved in buying up games, uh, GameStop stock. This is not oh, just yeah. a bunch of oh, people yeah. with their $600 stimulus check buying some GameStop stock on no. Robinhood. There are people no, no, no. moving millions of dollars worth of stock oh, on yeah. this, uh, on this move. So... Regardless of that, there is obviously a not insignificant number of everyday people also making this needle move. And, um, seeing that it directly impacts a hedge fund, um, that were part of the problem back in 2008 is obviously going to incentivize people that even if they have $10, their motherfucking ass is going to get on that Robinhood app and slam $10 on the table as a middle finger, no matter how big or how small to the hedge fund. Just in yeah. general, they're being used as a, as a, as an example, right? Like Melvin's being used as an example right now. Um, or, or they're trying to use Melvin to set an example, right? As a collective group. Um, the fact that hedge funds, because they have so much money, they, their, their asset value is so high, they can move so much around, the fact that they can go in and, and legally bet against a, a company that's probably already struggling to, like, reform internally to, like, keep themselves afloat and yeah. come out the other side, to just basically push them out of the market and make money on the fact yes. that they're pushing them out of the market. Push out. Yeah. So, so <laughs> they look at a failing company like GameStop, and, and when I say failing, I mean, it's not like GameStop couldn't have, like, can't turn themselves around and flip it, but if a, if a hedge fund comes in and shorts that heavily... And shows that much, uh, that much, uh, you know, uh, lack of, 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 uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Confidence. Confidence. <laughs> that's the word I'm looking for. No, it shows no confidence to the rest of the market and people just start dumping it out, like getting rid of their shit and it drives the, the, the company's uh, stock value down. Then it just squeezes them out of the fucking market. And what does the hedge fund do? They make all that money on the fact that they literally either accelerated or were the general reason why the company folds out and gets to that point where they make their money on the shorting? It's nuts. They can short for, like, more stock than exists. It's just that they just make up crazy shit. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the an analogy you can, you can use is, like, you know, for example, you know, you've got these, you got these hedge fund guys, and they got this cup. And uh, this, this cup is, like, you know, GameStop. And, you know, the, the cup is half full and they go, you know what? Hey, what I'm going to do is I'm going to poke a hole, a massive hole into the bottom of this cup. And, you know, you can just keep adding in your favorite drink in there, but it's never going to go past half full. And over time, this hole is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger until you just can't keep up with the amount of water or juice or whatever that is that you can put in there. Until eventually people go, I'm just going to stop putting stuff in this cup because it's just going to waste. It's not, it's not filling. It's, and they put such a, a, a strong hole in the company that like, people are just like, why am I, why would I buy the stock? It's, it's dying. People are just selling off. It's got no hope. It's got no nothing. And then Reddit comes along and they start plugging this hole. They just start plugging it, plugging it, plugging it. It was a massive hole, like a hole that people you know, somebody with, with $10 million couldn't just come in and fill this hole up. You, you need to come in there and drive massive amounts of money. And they plug the hole. And then what do they start doing? They started dumping buckets of fucking whatever <laughs> juice 
<laughs> drink whatever it is into this. And now this shit is just overflowing like a motherfucker. And then the people down here that was making holes are going, oh shit, now we got a full cup. And it's only getting bigger. Somebody stop the stop it, please. <laughs> and that's, that's ultimately what's happening right now. It, it it's they're fucked. They just they lost. They finally lost something. Um, so so but- that's so that's the you know my uh, my thing about hedge funds in that regard is is that it's horseshit. It's flat out horseshit, and it is what it's legal market manipulation. And it benefits the people that make the rules. Basically, that this is what I think. And the, whether you know, whether on paper what I'm about to say is right or wrong, I don't really care. I don't. I don't got a horse in the game. I literally have zero dollars in stock right now. I divested myself of all my stock in 2007, just before shit went tits up. I got rid of all of it. I ain't no horse in this fucking game. But what I can tell you is this: I don't trust a goddamn thing. Not a fucking single, <laughs> solitary, slick-backed hair, tied that's not tied the right length, fucking just came out of, uh, out of the fucking suit shop motherfucker that's gonna sit down and tell me that they have the market's best interest in mind or the interest of the everyday man. Fuck all that shit. They're in it for a very specific reason. They're in it to make as much money as humanly possible for themselves. They make the rules and they play the game. This is like playing D&D where you are the dungeon master and people are making like the you're, the party is like making decisions and ultimately even though you're not technically a player in the game you're sitting there going hmm do I want to bend the rules for them or bend the rules for me and 99% of the time they're bending the rules for the GM they're saying nah you're going to have to roll back to back to back natural 20s on that shit before you get any of that money they don't want any of that fucking shit going to anyone but themselves. That's all it is. It's just, it's the same people and the same families and the same businesses making the same fucking massive money, keeping everyone out the game for as long as humanly possible, but allowing just enough people to get in and make money as a success story that they can say, hey, this shit's fucking fair. But when they want to cry foul about market manipulation, when a hedge fund can literally squeeze the company out of fucking existence and call that not market manipulation, go fuck yourself with that manipulation. Find any representation you want, cactus or otherwise, turn it sideways and shove it so far up your fucking ass, your privileged eyes can't see anymore. It's bullshit, and I'm happy that this hedge fund's getting fucking dunked on. Unfortunately, it's not going to get dunked on enough to get pushed out of the fucking game and go bankrupt. And even if it did, you know what would fucking happen? They'd get bailed out anyway. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, this is, this is, it's not that I want to say this is all for naught. But it's kind of all for naught because at the end of the day, these guys could be, could owe all 15 point whatever billion dollars their entire portfolio is worth. And somebody, whether it's a, a, a sister or parent company or the government, somebody will come in and say, Hey, I got you. I fucking got you. They get bailed out every, like nearly every time. So it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, um, it's, it's great. I'm so happy that people got in and made their money. 
I'm, I hope that people got their money out while they still could and made, and made a good turnaround. You know what else I'm not 100% on? I'm not even sure they actually shored up their fucking position on, uh, on the shorts. They said that they did it on Tuesday. I'm not inclined to believe they did. And I think that needs to be heavily investigated. I don't think they fucking did that shit. I think, yeah. I think that they knew that, that between the mechanisms kicking in to freeze and being able to put pressure on, uh, Reddit, Discord, where all these communities are doing their shit, Robin Hood, these small time fucking yeah, little Weeble, businesses. Weeble pulled them all too. And now shit. Weeble's back up. Weeble, Weeble's back up. You can, you can, you can, um, you can, they, they went down for like an hour and they're like, oh shit. No, okay, it's back up now. You can go ahead and trade, bro. Yeah, it's uh, it's there's bro, some there's going some on. fuckery going be on. Listen, guys, be be fucking careful. Super I'm careful. I'm just sitting back and watching. Yeah. Um, th- this is you know that th- th- this is just straight gambling. Um, but hey, you know, if, I guess if you, if you got the the free cash, I you know if you wanna you wanna turn into a casino, go ahead. Uh, but yeah, just be careful out there, man, because you know what? As much as people are sticking it to the man right now, trust me, the man always wins in the end. It's just a matter of how they're going to get there. So be careful because next yeah. thing you know it, they might end up fucking shorting the whole thing again, you know, when it's up high and they may just short the fuck out of it, put a bunch of fear and then make all their money back on, on the other end. So you just got to be careful. Just, you know, it's, enjoy the entertainment. Yeah, it's... um yeah, uh, I yeah, I I think it's, so it's anyway. At, at we, the end of the at the end of yeah. the day, it is it is what it, it is, is. It is what it is. Uh, it is what it is. All this is 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 that you know what? This is another one of those things that uh, that is you can attribute to the pandemic, right? This is a enough people had time on their hands that they're spending even more time on their online communities, and that includes something like Wall Street bets. There's a lot of people with not a lot of money looking to hopefully make a quick buck and they're going to go in on shit like this. It's going to happen. This is a hundred percent of pandemic play where it just happened because, and just like pretty, pretty much every other aspect of this pandemic, it has brought to light shit that everyone pretty much already knew, but it put it in an even bigger spotlight where now they, now we know just we're knowing, we know now even more how gamed the system is against the average person um, and how fucking insane the rabbit, how deep the rabbit hole is fucking going. And it just, it, it, it's madness. So anyway, be careful out there, you know, treat it like you're literally going to the casino and putting everything on black. Cause that's about how risky it is right now. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, I wouldn't do it. I would just sit back and, and, and watch the magic happen and see how this all plays out. Uh, because it's going to be. A dumpster fire. Uh, what I really want to know is when Captain fucking Diamond Hands, Mister had like, you know, put him for seven million, and he and then went up to like the other. What was it yesterday? It was worth like over forty million dollars. Oh, dude, I've seen even I've seen way more than that. I I've seen guy the there was one story of a guy that was buying up a bunch of GameStop shares in the summer, and uh, everybody on Reddit was calling him crazy. He was down like thirty five k, and he was holding on to all of it. And yesterday when it was like at 200 bucks, it was worth like 22 million. And he had even sold some on the way up um, to like recoup a bunch of his money. And I don't know if he still has a bunch of them now or he's all out, but I mean, it's doubled since then at one point, more yeah. than doubled. So, I mean, he could be at 40, 50 million. Um, I saw, I saw another guy that had, um, 
he had like he he did like a 12 million or 15 million investment in a GameStop like a few months ago or some shit and now it's worth like half a billion dollars there's like some crazy shit like it, it's wild right i mean that that's all yeah it's 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 crazy i uh, i don't even know fucking nuts absolutely yeah. fucking nuts so there you yeah. go You're, the, the long the long short of it is um fuck them <laughs> basically Fuck them as hard as humanly possible. Fair game. That's all you can say. Fair it's game. fair game. They're not going to say it's fair game, but it's fair game. Yeah, fuck them. Uh, next up, video game news. Uh, we got lots of that. Uh, Resident Evil Village trailer, uh, or trailers in general, there's more than one, took over gaming social media for a while as men and women thirst, like thirsty as fuck, man. Like, the gaming community is fucking, like, people are all stuck inside... People need to get laid. Shit's getting wild. Because now they're getting all friggin' hairy over... An eight-foot-tall vampire woman in a Resident Evil game. Uh, it's getting crazy. Everyone's like, step on me, queen! This is like every fucking person on my timeline was that for at least 72 hours uh, until GameStop came out and fucking decided to take over my timeline. Uh, but yeah, I don't know if you've seen the trailer. I did. I, um, I watched it a little earlier. It looks really good. You know, it looks, yeah, it looks more it. like sure. a Resident Evil game than some of the more recent Resident Evils in terms of, like, the feel. Uh, it looks like they, they've got a bit more of a, uh, of a, an interesting storyline that I'm interested in for the first time in a while. Uh, so that's nice. Um, the demo, uh, is out, uh, as well. People have been playing that. I haven't actually heard too much about the demo personally, but, uh, uh I'm sure lots of people have, have, uh, played it. Surprisingly, I didn't see that much about it, but either way. Most people just want to play it because it's an eight foot tall fucking vampire lady and they had a weird fucking porn fetish that another going to be able to live out in VR. So, uh, there you go. Resident Evil. Also Resident Evil related. Resident Evil 4 Remake, which was rumored to be, uh, to be happening. I think we talked about that at some point. Uh, is pretty much shored up now and slated for a 2023 release. Uh, but it's already experiencing some alleged, as always, internal bickering between Capcom, uh, and the developer M2. So M2 wants to keep it as close as to a one-to-one -one remake of Resident Evil 4 as possible. Mostly, apparently, because of all the backlash that was received on Resident Evil 3 Remake uh, for changing too much and people being like, this is not Resident Evil 3, I don't know what this is, but it's not Resident Evil 3. Capcom, on the other hand, wants to make changes to uh, Resident Evil 4 uh, for this remake, and since they're the bigger person in the room, they then decided to reduce the amount of autonomy that M2 has over the remake and are now saying that, yes, you know, you are going to make some changes here and there's not much that you can do about it. So M2's role has been reduced and we are going to be seeing some changes to Resident Evil 4. I haven't played Resident Evil 4 since it came out. I can barely remember a damn thing about it. I remember that it was the first time I played Resident Evil where I said, this doesn't feel like Resident Evil anymore. Uh, it felt more like an action game than Resident Evil, but it's kind of where the whole series went after then. It's not that it was a bad game. In fact, it's probably one of the best Resident Evil games from a technical standpoint that was ever made. It just didn't feel like Resident Evil anymore at that point, um, to me. But, uh, but very good nonetheless. Uh, did you play RE4 back in the day? Yeah, yeah. GameCube. Beat it. Yeah. How, what did you Couple feel? Times. What did you feel about RE4? What was your take on RE4? Do you remember? Uh, I mean, it was different. I know that I enjoyed it a lot. Mm. Um, that was, uh, the over the over, um, the shoulder view, mm. um, stuff, Leon, which a lot of games use these days. So, 
Yeah. Um, or at least for a while it was, it was a, it was a thing. Um, yeah, I really liked it. it I enjoyed it more than resident evil three. Mm. Um, obviously it was better than five and six, which is no hard feat. Yeah. I would say resident evil four is one of the better resident evils that was ever made. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't know how much needs to be changed. I don't remember enough about the game to say like maybe there was a segment that just needed to be reworked or some shit that just wasn't going to age well. Um, but yeah, Resident Evil 4 remake is coming. We'll find out. I didn't even know. I mean, uh, like Resident Evil 4 is available on so many fucking platforms. I didn't personally think that Resident Evil 4 needed a remake, but you know. I guess at this point they're just going to remake damn near everything. Remake everything. Yeah. Yeah. And so there it is. Uh, Microsoft is next up on our list here. We got uh, Microsoft. Oh, right. This was actually. Okay. So before the stock as well, this was the biggest news of the week, technically speaking. Uh, so Microsoft on a Friday, the classic, I need to bury this news because we know nobody's going to like it day of the week, uh, where they did their press release for this. Somebody internally decided that it would be a good idea to basically double the cost of Xbox Live Gold, uh, most likely as a move to push the price so close to Game Pass Ultimate that people would go, Oh, hey, well, that's what a value for only an extra $4.99 a month. I can move up into the... Uh, so uh, that didn't go over so well. People obviously caught wind of it very quickly. Uh, they immediately trended for all the wrong reasons. In fact, they, they actually forced, one to, for most of the day, PlayStation was trending, not Xbox, and it was because they were shitting on Xbox using PlayStation's name. So they managed to market for the other team, uh, despite their best efforts to bury this on a Friday afternoon news cycle. Um, I can't even begin to fathom why anyone internally would have thought this would have gone over well or that what there wasn't going to be huge blowback to the point where there's obviously people saying oh well maybe they did this so that they could and they did come in and reverse it and be like oh we're the guys that listen to the community which has been something that people have theorized before about other gaming companies and whatnot uh in the past when uh when they've made blatantly stupid decisions and then had the community shit on them and then reverse the, de uh, the decisions, you know, the idea is that they become, like, the good guys for listening to the community. Um, it's always hard to tell when they're just being stupid and when they're actually, <laughs> you know, doing something like that. I'm going to say they were probably just being stupid. If I'm going to be honest, Microsoft has made plenty of full-blown idiot moves over the years, almost like clockwork, honestly. It's like every six to nine months, they need to remind the world that they kind of don't really know what they're doing with the gaming market. They're just kind of flying by the seat of their pants still. Um, so this wouldn't shock me if it was just a legitimately poor move. But that, yeah, that's my take on it anyway, is that it was it was probably just to bring the, gold, uh, the price of Xbox Live Gold so close to Game Pass that people just said, oh, hey, and then moved up. They're looking for ways to convert Xbox Live Gold members into into Game Pass Ultimate members. And I, I suppose right now they don't have a lot of ideas on how to do that. And so this was like somebody just said, why don't we just almost match the price? They won't be able to help but see the value. <laughs> and then people were like, hold up. You guys still don't let people play free-to-play games for free on Xbox Live. You still have to buy gold to play Fortnite. 
and now you want to have them pay $120 a year where they can play that shit for free elsewhere? Are you even in touch with literally anything that's happening in gaming right now? To which they said, oh shit, we did maybe fuck up, and immediately reversed it. And then they said, not only are we going to reverse that and you guys don't have to pay double the amount for Xbox Live Gold, we're going to make sure that we make the move so that as soon as possible, free-to-play games like Fortnite, you don't have to have Xbox Live Gold to play online with your friends anymore. What nice guys over at Microsoft. Super huh? nice. Super nice. I bet you they wow. were really looking out for the everyday man there, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, guess what? <laughs> your free-to-play game is now free. So. <laughs> Thanks, Microsoft. Thank you. Thank like, you. okay, so Xbox Live as a, as a standard... Um, for a long time could justify having people pay X number of dollars per month because the service was like demonstrably and astronomically better than everyone else in the console market. Like nobody came close to Xbox Live. PlayStation's online services were terrible. Nintendo's are still in 1994. Like it, it, it blew everything out of the water. That's not necessarily the case anymore. Their main competitor is on pretty even footing. And as people get, as these consoles get closer and closer to PCs, people are expecting them to act more and more like PCs. And you, you know what you don't do on a, on a PC? Play to pay games on the internet. No. So uh, you can only get away with that for so long. So having, you know, adding no value and then doubling the fucking cost was literally never going to be okay. That was never going to fucking fly. Um, and so not surprising that everyone kind of, you know, I'm, uh, I'm actually, I didn't even know that that was a thing. I didn't even know you had to have Xbox Live in order to play. They're the I only am, one, they were the only one doing that shit. I would imagine that Epic was getting some money on the back end from that because it makes no sense that Epic would have a paywall behind their game without consent or being paid for it. Because in theory, that would lower the amount of people that would be playing their game because it's through a paywall. Well, not only that, but if somebody um, is like, I want to play, I want an Xbox to play Fortnite and I got to pay monthly it, for that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. When it's supposed to be a free to play game, but it's behind a paywall. Yeah. Um, and it's not an epic paywall. So, you know, that's uh, interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. So they're reversing that now. Yeah. Uh, but. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I just don't even know what they were thinking. Now, thankfully, yeah. I mean, I, ultimately, I think everyone knows that Game Pass is, they want just Game Pass to exist. I think they want everything under Game Pass and to not have to have Xbox Live in it. And I yeah, think, of course. I think they were hoping that if they went out with this and it, and it went over slightly better than it did, uh, that they weren't. You know, as long as, you know, they could then get to a point where they said, okay, you know what, guys, we're just going to end Xbox Live Gold and just run Game Pass. They're looking for half steps to get there. They don't have the obvious route yet. This was an attempt. It was a failed attempt. You can bet your ass they're going to come back with more options mm -hmm. in the future uh, to try and, and, and get more conversions. I don't 100% understand, though, to be honest. If people are happy to pay for Xbox Live Gold, as it is, to just play fucking games online for the most part, and whatever other, like, minor features Xbox Live Gold comes with. 
And you've got now, I think the latest numbers are over 15 million people, or I can't remember what it was I saw just a couple days ago, on Game Pass Ultimate. And you're making money hand over fist, and, and, and adoption rate of Game Pass is pretty damn good. I get that you want to accelerate it, but all you did, or all, in my opinion, all they did with this is mar the goodwill that they just built up for the last year and a half with Game Pass. And the perfect image of Game Pass. Nobody has anything bad to say about Game Pass. It's the greatest value in video games. And so for them to try and pull this move just makes Game Pass look bad, makes them look scummy, and even though they walked it back, people don't forget that shit. And so now they've got to, like, rebuild a bunch of goodwill. And it's like I was saying earlier, it's like Microsoft, like clockwork, once every six to nine months has to decide internally, guys, how can we, as efficiently as possible... Fuck up every ounce of goodwill that we have with the gaming community. And then they have a brainstorm and come up with something, and then they go ahead and fucking do it. PlayStation doesn't even have to market anymore. Xbox just comes out and shits on themselves, and then everyone talks about PlayStation as being the solution. So they really got to claw it back. Um, especially Phil. Like, I, I was disappointed, because I, I actually, not that he's ever going to fucking read it in a million years, but when I, I did my my tweets on this before they reversed the decision, I said, I actually, like, I, I added Phil, and I was like, bro, you're not supposed to be fucking, um, what's his name? Fucking, uh, Don Matrick. You're not supposed to be Don Matrick. Stop being Don Matrick. We, you, they fired him for a reason. Don't follow the same fucking stupid corporate-ass bullshitty path he did. If you're gonna tout being for the gamers, by the gamers for years, and everyone's like, Phil, you're a god, and then you come up with this shit, what do you expect people to think of you? So, you know, you gotta be careful with that stuff. But there you go, they reversed it, and now they're gonna eventually have, with the no timeline on it, but they're gonna, they're gonna get rid of paying for playing free-to-play games online, uh, and keep Xbox Live Gold prices as they are. And, uh, and there you have it. Uh, Vicarious uh, Visions, Jeff. On a bit of a hot streak of late as they came out with Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 remake, which was fire. Probably one of the greatest remakes I've ever played. Like, you couldn't ask for more from it. Everything was damn near spot on. Including, like, online play and a whole bunch of shit that wasn't even in the original games. Uh, and also they did the Crash Bandicoot remake, which also went over extremely well. Uh, recently. So they're doing really good work of overhauling, like, that's, those are two very different genres. Like, you got Crash Bandicoot on one side and Tony Hawk fucking Pro Skater on the other. That is some, uh, that is some depth to your team to be able to remake those things. Well, unfortunately, as a subsidiary of, uh, Activision, Activision looked at their, um, what's supposed to be, you know, sister company, or, or, or whatever, in, in Blizzard, and said, hey, you guys are sucking some balls right now. You need some help. And so they took Vicarious Visions off of, like, making everyone else's games dope, and said, all right, you're going to work exclusively as a Blizzard developer now. And so now they are. So Vicarious Visions has now been folded into Blizzard, and uh, is now the top rumor, if not confirmed, they are going to be the ones in charge of doing the Diablo 2 remake. Um, Which was already rumored to be a thing, and was obviously going to happen. Um, hopefully, because Vicarious Visions are at the helm, hopefully, that's good news for Blizzard, uh, for for not necessarily Blizzard, but uh, for Diablo 2 as a remake. They've got a good track record of remakes, hopefully they can continue that fucking streak. 
But to go alongside of that, and what Panic actually just said in chat, my last note here, is that, um, they also, according to Jason, uh, Jason Schreier, Team 1, Blizzard's quote-unquote classic team, was dismantled back in the fall. And so, um, I know we've said this multiple times, but whatever you guys would have considered Blizzard to be is super gone. Like, long dead, ultra instinct dead, in the ground, nothing left, buried deep, and now Vicarious Visions is being hired on to do Blizzard's work. So, remember when Jeff and I said that <laughs> that it was soon not going to be Activision Blizzard, but just Activision? Start checking your calendar. That shit is inching closer and closer and closer as time goes on. Um... You know, uh, on one hand, I feel bad for Vicarious Visions because they were doing so well just doing what they were doing, and to be to be shoehorned into one specific role at Blizzard, which is a company that's struggling, is, I guess, uh, like maybe a good challenge for them. They're getting paid all the same, but I was, you know, I, I would have preferred to see them continue to do other shit instead of just being like Blizzard's bitch boy uh, because their shit's falling apart, but either way. Um... What do you what do you what do you think about Diablo 2 as a remake? We we played Diablo 2 growing up. Played Diablo 1. Mostly Diablo 2 though. Um I think a lot of people would like Diablo 2 because Diablo 3 was not everyone's favorite thing. <laughs> uh was Diablo 3 the game that you like you streamed taking the disc out and like breaking on the floor? Was that yeah, Was that Diablo that was 3? It. I think it was Diablo 3, yes, man. <laughs> I think I broke the shit out of that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just like, I used to be such a Blizzard fanboy and now I just don't care anymore. Like, I'm just like, I just <laughs> well, don't care. Like, it, I mean, great. I'm, I'm great. Yes. Yes. Give us a good Diablo two. But you then know, what, give us, right? Give, give us, give us a good Diablo two. Make me, make me refall in love with Blizzard again. Um, give the people what they want. It's a classic game. Nobody's going to complain if a good Diablo two remake happens. These guys get a good track record. It's a great pickup for Blizzard. Um, Vicarious Vision's got an opportunity right now to really, like, if they can make Blizzard look good, you know. They can do anything. <laughs> their stonk is going to go up, you know, like a like fucking game, <laughs> like GameStop stonk. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so, you know, all the power to them. At least Blizzard is at, le at least buying talent at this point seeing as though they fired all of their talent or they just like ran them out. Um, so it looks like they're, 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 you know, they're on their knees and they're, they're, who knows? Maybe they'll just ruin these guys' reputation. Hope, hopefully they're just getting paid so much that like to them, it doesn't matter. And they can just go, well, it was Blizzard. Blizzard doing what Blizzard always does. It's not our fault. We, we had this game and they, you know, had her nuts in a vice grip and said, no, you have to change this, 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 and this. And um, it needs to be more more mobile friendly because they want to make gajillion dollars in China. Um, and we told them no, uh, but they want it anyway. And this is what happens. <laughs> hey, that very well might happen. And I would say that it's more likely to happen than not to happen. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, if we get a good Diablo 2 remake, nobody's going to complain about it. I... um. You know what I want to know? And I thought about this after remember, just thinking about, you know, what what has Blizzard even done 
in like the last while. And what first came to my mind was what the fuck happened to Overwatch 2? That was supposed to be out in like the spring. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't heard a whisper about Overwatch 2 in a hot fucking minute. Does anybody care? Seriously. That's another question. How many people give a fuck about Overwatch 2? I mean, I'm sure there are millions of people still playing Overwatch. But, like, is it... Like, do we need... I, I, Overwatch 2 is going to be, like, Fortnite Chapter 2. That's what it's going to end up being. Yeah, did it even need to exist? It's like, well, I'm like, just keep no. pumping out content for Overwatch. Well, it, Why does it well, have to it be does. 2? It, for them, it does, because the game is dying. It's pretty much It's just a marketing, like a marketing yeah, refresh? 100%. That's yeah. what it is. It's it's trying to recapture some of the the old uh players that once loved the game. Uh but the 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 issue is is when the game first came out there wasn't much going on in the industry. It was League of Legends and like CS:GO, StarCraft. You know, now you've got everything. I mean, Twitch is not what it used to be, and I'm speaking on a Twitch thing because Let's keep it real. Overwatch is an esport driven uh game. That's their whole marketing play. That's they they've that got was, that was their dream. League. They threw <laughs> everything and five kitchen sinks at this whole esports Twitch thing. You know, they had fake botted numbers and fucking all this craziness. And the only things I see of Overwatch now are ex players or current players and personalities shitting on the game that's all i see so i i I have a feeling within a five-year period overwatch will be another heroes of the storm it's gonna it's gonna go um if if not you never know you might you might not even see overwatch 2 at this point you probably will because they've they've dumped so much money into it but my guess is it ain't gonna last long it'll give it a small little pop and then it'll just fizzle right back to where it was and yeah, it'll be like three years of dragging in the mud, and that's that's the show. Nobody really cares. Nobody talks about Overwatch. I mean, I, it's not in my circle, so I mean, I probably don't see it like somebody else that's sort of in that circle. But like, you know, even other games that I'm not in that circle, I you hear, about, hear about, about all them. the time. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. in this industry. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, nobody talks about Overwatch. And when I say nobody, I mean the vast majority of people. It's not in their vocabulary. It's why, why do you need number two? It's like a, it's like a sequel to a movie that like people, everybody went to the theater to watch and it made a bunch of money. And then everybody realized that it wasn't a good movie. They like got home and they thought about it. And then well, they're like, man, do I rebuy? Like, do I buy this on digital? And they're like, nah, I feel like they went overwatch. I feel like this was the timeline. They went overwatch one. It booms, right? Overwatch was fucking huge, right? Then they then they go, all right, we need to spin this into an esport while the while the iron you know strike while the iron's hot. They go balls deep on an esport, and they they commit the cardinal sin of trying to force an esport before it's actually happened grassroots, and the getting support in the reverse is so much harder than having grassroots adopt it first and then coming up and supporting the grassroots as a company later on, it almost never works when you try and force an eSport, but they decide to fucking go ahead and do that fucking shit anyway. 
And so they go in and do it, and then when it when it does well for a time and then drops off the face of the fucking earth, they go, all right, we need a way to reinvigorate the name. Because they were already coming out with kind of like co-op and single-player-ish PvE content within Overwatch 1. The game visually still looks phenomenal. There's no reason, there's no graphical update you desperately need in Overwatch 2. Overwatch 2 is just a two by name, as far as I'm concerned, for just marketing purposes, right? It's just to get people talking about Overwatch again, because like you just said, nobody's fucking talking about Overwatch. So, you know, it, it looks at this point like, um, as far as Blizzard's concerned, it's going to pump out remakes of whatever is left in their tank, uh, mobile games of the same games they're just doing remakes of and, and their internal shit, and then Blizzard's going to go bye-bye. Nope. Activision's gonna are gonna. This is Activision. It's just gonna be Activision. Blizzard's Pump gonna go away. Cod. Yeah. That's that's what this that's what this. Open up does. the Battle.net launcher and tell me how many games are Blizzard and how many games are Call of Duty. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's where we're at. So Man, the old the old Blizzard's dead, guys. Starcraft's dead. Heroes of the Storm is dead. Uh, the only thing you got is World of Warcraft. That that's that's like the the thing that's breathing, and it's because they went classic and. They breathe some uh, life into it, and they actually did well. Like, they did good by it. Everything else is gone, man. Diablo, pretty much dead. They're all dead. It's gone. <laughs> Nobody can. Overwatch, dead. Blizzard's gone. It's over. And Blizzard's not using... No, and even current Blizzard isn't working on new IPs. It's literally no. just mobile games and shit. It's, it's no, crazy. It's, 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 it's ridiculous. It's so, crazy. Anyway, next. Uh, speaking of Twitch, Twitch continues to meme itself, Jeff. Not that this is a big, a big thing, but I just thought I'd toss it in because it's kind of funny. So Twitch decided to do like a, uh, community awards show thing. Um, I didn't even know that was going to happen. It just like, this shit just started popping up in my timeline where they were like handing out awards for various community based things, you know, like, uh, I don't know fucking, uh, like for this one, for example, it was the most raids, right? Uh, the most raids that were done. And in, tr in true Twitch, we're out of touch and have no idea what's going on, and we can't even be asked to take the time to double-check on anything that we do. Uh, they managed to give the award to a bot. I saw that. <laughs> they, gave, they couldn't take three seconds to vet the account that they just gave the award to to realize that it was a raid bot. So congratulations goes out to uh, the raid bot for successfully having the most raids uh, of the year. Uh, well done. You know, best of luck. Good on you. And uh, we'll see you next year. Uh, but uh, Twitch just... <laughs> they can't even get the small stuff right, Jeff. This, this, is the easy, this is the softball shit. Right? Like, how hard is it to just look up the account for three fucking seconds? And they get hype about it. They're like, congratulations! And everyone's like, yay! It's like fucking like confetti and shit. And it's like, oh, it's a bot. Fuck. Incredible. Thank you, Twitch, for the continued memes. Uh, a new Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic game is in the works, and it's not EA or Bioware making it. As we discussed before, EA, uh, and as I have here in the notes as well, EA uh, has run out of their license, basically. It completely comes to a halt in terms of exclusivity in 2023. And uh, we already know that Ubisoft, for example, is now in charge of working on a game um, for Star Wars. We talked about that last week, and now this is another one uh, inside of the Knights of the Old Republic universe. Now, the sketchier part about this is that the people that are looking to be making this game are, I don't know, it's probably pronounced Aspire, so I'll, I'll say Aspire 
So Aspire Media, who did the mobile, this is their, their, their pedigree, okay? So Aspire Media uh, did the mobile ports of a number of old Star Wars games, including KOTOR 2 to, the, uh, to iOS, and a couple of the Jedi Knight games to the Switch and PS4. That's about their most notable Star Wars contributions. So it's two, it's a couple of mobile ports and, uh, and a port of some very old games to the Switch and PS4. Not to say they're bad ports, but that's, that's their pedigree. Now to add to that, um, they have also acquired uh, a couple of people from Bioware who also worked within some of the Star Wars content. So... Uh, most notably, there were a couple that worked on the uh, the Old Republic MMO, but that's about it. So they, on the article, they actually listed these people's positions, but they, they weren't all that important uh, for the sake of this. So um, not really a deep roster uh, from this surface. I don't want to say that it's it's doomed before it even leaves the gate. Uh, I will say that that. Considering Knights of the Old Republic and Knights of the Old Republic 2 are two of some of my favorite games, uh, and certainly, uh, or if not arguably, the best Star Wars games ever made, um, I would have liked them to have perhaps some bigger, <laughs> some bigger names working on this project, <laughs> or at the very least, people that worked on KOTOR and KOTOR 2, and not just the Old Republic MMO. Like, it's good that they were there because it's Old Republic content, but it would have been nice for them to say, to, to, you know, it would have been nice for me to hear, oh, and by the way, we got, like, some director from Knights of the Old Republic, or we, we picked somebody up from Obsidian that did, worked on Knights of the Republic 2 or some shit, a writer. Um, but that's not the case. So their pedigree is some mobile shit, some uh, ports to the PS4 and Switch, and that's the dream. And a couple of people that used to work at Bioware. So I don't know. You did play K KOTOR, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Fire game. Fucking. It is good. Fire video. And, and the part of the Star Wars universe that I want to see more content based on in terms of, like, movies or, and television, because we don't have anything from that time period yet. We are getting some of that. Uh, whether or not it will be done well, God only fucking knows. But uh, we can hope. And I will also hope that this game turns out to be okay. They are saying, though, before I move on, it is a triple-A game, and it will take many years to build. So, they're not making some, like, chintzy mobile game. Thank fuck. That's <laughs> at least the only thing that's good in that entire, that entire bit. I mean, we'll see. Um, IO Interactive. The guys that make Hitman. Which, by the way, the latest one, the latest Hitman came out and is crushing it right now. Very well received, critically and otherwise. And already made back all their money in the first week. So selling very well and doing very well uh, in, in general. So IO Interactive uh, is actually the ones that have been entrusted with making, I think we talked touched on this briefly before, but entrusted uh, with making the next James Bond video game. Or video games, plural. Now, MGM uh, and co. That, that own that property are incredibly protective of James Bond. Uh, and even more so when it comes to games. The last James Bond game we had was 2012, and it was that really shitty remake of Goldeneye. <laughs> they don't let people make James Bond games. And apparently, it's because coincidentally, they think that video games are too violent for James Bond. So, take that for whatever the fuck it's worth. 
kind of an odd hill to die on for James Bond, but, you know, all the same. Uh, however, IO Interactive has obviously impressed them with their uh, pedigree of, you know, obviously, I mean, Hitman is as close to a James Bond, you know, basis, you know, a good foundation that you would hope for, and they have a great track record. Um, you know, obviously, and, and IO is very excited to be working on this, and are hoping to make a trilogy. They want to make three games out of this. Uh, but it's years down, but what they're doing is they're taking this so seriously that they're actually going to double their studio size so that they can work on this Bond game. So the, currently the studio size is roughly 200 people. They're going to open a new branch in Sweden and put another 200 people there uh, while they prepare to, uh, to make this next Bond game, which excites me. IO is a, is a fantastic developer. Um, there have been some really awesome James Bond games in the past. They've also been a lot of really not awesome <laughs> James Bond games in the past. Mm. I would say the last good, good one was probably like Nightfire. The PlayStation yes. 2. PlayStation 2? Was that Nightfire? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Nightfire. Okay. Yeah. On the PS2. It was on GameCube as well. Um, it might have also been GameCube, but yeah. I'm pretty sure it was uh, PlayStation 2 as well. Uh, that's the one where you actually could go up against bots, and they they weren't completely stupid, and uh, so like you and your team, your friends could team up against like hardcore bots or whatever, and and some of the level designs were really good, um, as well. And actually, I think it was Nightfire that IO Interactive in that interview, uh, there was a level in that game that they referenced that um they they want to use like heavily as inspiration for like how they want their game to be played out. Um, there is a, you know, there are some very good Bond games. So yeah, I'm down for it. I want, I want more Bond in my life. Sure. It's bad enough. We got to wait until the fucking, what is it? They, they delayed Bond, the movie until. Yeah. End of the year or some shit now. I think in the fall. October, November. I don't know. It's either the fall or the spring, but I think it's the fall. Hmm. Maybe, maybe it is the spring. Or the summer. I don't no, know. I don't think it's that. I think it's the fall. I'm pretty it sure it's be. the fall. Yeah, it might be. It's a long way out. That's a movie I want to see. I, I like stop fucking delaying this shit. Let me see it. Let me watch it. Uh, next up in uh, oh th- here you go. This is in your neck of the woods, Mister Black. Runescape. Mm. Runescape's parent company or the developer Jagex uh, was purchased by the global investment company, the Carlisle Group, marking the third time it's been sold in five years. Damn. This, this company's getting passed around like a cheap hooker. Damn. I shouldn't say cheap. It's it's been sold for more and more money every time it's been sold, but it's like, it, that game's do that game does well, man. That shit is still popular as hell. It's one of the most popular MMOs on the planet. It's crushing it. People are hardcore addicted to that game. And I almost feel like the people buying the, this game are like probably hardcore fans of the game, just like <laughs> I want to own it. I'm just going to buy it and make some cool changes and make some money and then sell it. Um, what was it? Uh, well, like the thing that like gets me is that the people that bought it before, like it's been sold three times. So the people that bought it are obviously looking to sell it for some amount of money. So like uh, whatever it is, it just, the money gets bigger and bigger as time goes fucking on. I think the last time it sold was for just over 500 million. Uh, so I don't, we, I don't think anyone knows yet what this deal was for, like in terms of the, the dollar amount. Uh, and we don't even really know the terms beyond the fact that they said that the money will be used mostly for obviously continuing development on RuneScape. 
but the Carlisle Group apparently is hoping that also their added funds will allow Jagex to create more titles within the RuneScape universe. So they're looking for them maybe if they're, you know, they're saying, look, we're buying you up and we're going to let you do your thing because you're obviously doing well, but we need you to maybe like, you know, take a, take a, one or two steps outside the kiddie pool and, uh, and, 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 and maybe like make something that's, you know, still in the RuneScape universe, but, you know, expand the portfolio a bit. And, uh, I'd be interested because, you know, RuneScape, even the newer versions of RuneScape are fucking old now, right? So... I'd be interested in, like, what does Jagex have in them to make something in the RuneScape universe in the year 2021? Like, what, what, what does that fucking look like? And you gotta, you gotta think that in their minds are going, shit, we're gonna have to almost pitch this to a totally different market, because how many people, even when the new RuneScape came out, said, nah, fuck all that shit, give me, what is OSRS? Give me, like, original RuneScape. I want four pixels that loosely represent a person on a screen. I want to, like, farm shit and cook fish until I'm 90, and that's all I want to do, and maybe mm. try and get a cape that looks like, you know, pizza. That's, that's what I'm looking for in my RuneScape. Uh, so, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure if I ask you the question, hey, they come up with a new RuneScape title, and it's not just, you know, OSRS slash the new RuneScape, whatever, like, differences. And it's a legit new game. Does Mr. Black dive in on another RuneScape title? Mm, no. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, uh, here's, uh, here's the thing, man. It, it, the reason why I wouldn't is because um, the RuneScape community wouldn't. The, here's the, here's the, the harsh reality, man. RuneScape community don't give a fuck about any other runescape runescape version except for old school runescape 2007 it's true that's the show they don't want anything else they don't give a shit about runescape 3 although people do play it they they're not going to care about any new iteration unless they're adding on to the game they love so you know if jagex wants to expand they need to expand that world and um that i think that's their that's their their key to success and to to bring uh, you know older people back in, but uh, yeah, they ain't gonna make no new game and have everybody flock over there. It's not happening. <laughs> uh, I, I I can't wait to see what actually comes out of that. Like, if anything, maybe the Carlisle Group sits back and maybe Jagex goes to them and go like, "Look, guys, we appreciate the money, and we appreciate that you're letting us do our thing, but you gotta listen to us here." Uh, these guys might kill us if we come up with something that's not just original RuneScape. So if you just like let us continue to make content for that, that's probably the best way to go. Uh, how does RuneScape make money at this point? Are there like microtransactions in yeah. RuneScape? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can buy you can buy all kinds of um, different things, and and they have uh, subscription fees, right? So like you pay you pay um, monthly to play the game, okay. And uh, so there's subscription fees there. Um, I actually don't think they have tons of microtransactions, or at least I haven't uh, you I haven't really spent money outside of that stuff. Um, and then there's like third party. I don't know if they own any of the third party softwares that basically create a HUD over the, the game itself mm. and just make things easier to see like your progression bars and stuff. Um, I don't know if they own something like OS buddy, um, or, or they're still sort of independent. Uh, but trust me, they're making money. Mm, well, obviously, obviously, obviously. Sold, you know, uh, yeah. a few times and it's still really big on Twitch. So, um, Yeah. Fantastic. 
Uh, Cyberpunk, we got, this is the last little piece of the gaming news this week. Cyberpunk, which just every week it just gets better and better. So Jeff and I looked at their incredibly detailed, highly organized roadmap the other week on the podcast. Uh, and we noticed that there were two patches coming. Well, lo and behold, despite not knowing when that patch was going to drop because there were no dates on that roadmap, it dropped this last week. And, uh, it was supposed to fix a bunch of stuff, which apparently it did, but unfortunately it also introduced a game-breaking bug. What is that bug, you might ask? Well, you know, is it is it really that big? Is it that big of a deal? Unfortunately, yes, because it stops your progress in the main storyline entirely. So, <laughs> while they're working on a hotfix, they've got a great workaround for you, Mr. Black. You ready to hear this workaround for you? I'm ready. Alright, so here's how, here's how the bug happens, first of all. There's a part... In the main story, where you're supposed to have a conversation with somebody, and then you you exit the the building or whatever, and then after a certain amount of time, you get a phone call that continues the story forward from that point, basically. Okay, so the bug as it presents to people right now is if you leave that building after that initial conversation, and you don't and you and you go and do literally fucking anything else <laughs> once you leave that building. And then the co- the phone call happens, you're fucked. It's a blank call on the other end, no audio, no nothing, and the story doesn't move forward. So here's the re- here's the the workaround they have for you. So, the temporary workaround requires an earlier save. So before you go and have that conversation in the main building. So if you don't have that, well, you better hope they fix it. Otherwise, your your save is fucking bricked, and you're gonna have to start over after they fix it for everyone else. Um, so you load a save before that initial conversation happens in the tower. You go and have that conversation. Once you've had that conversation, you immediately fast forward time 23 hours. You can do that in the game. You can choose, like, to just wait. So you immediately, upon leaving the building, fast forward 23 hours and see if the, if the phone call triggers appropriately at that point. If it doesn't, again, you might be fucked. Don't worry, though, because, you know, the next, that next update that's on that wonderfully labeled roadmap is coming in the sometime future. In the future, this year. Sometime. So, good luck out there. Uh, I'm happy I stopped playing it for now. I was, you know, I was trying to, you know, get it ready to do the review, but then I stopped because of the the website redesign uh, I started doing instead, and obviously... That was a very happy, serendipitous moment because fuck playing that game right now. Holy shit, it's broken. So let's just... Adapt your... Oh, wait, hold on! Breaking news. It's possible that today there was an article put out, Dapbeard saying in chat right now, that it's possible that there is a hot fix available. So it's possible. I'm not saying it's guaranteed, but it's possible. Be careful out there in cyberpunk land. Mr. Max with Black. Yep. It's time to do a little good old-fashioned sellout. Patreon.com slash LagTV. Head on over there. Throw some money at the screen if you're enjoying the podcast. Head on over to Spotify, iTunes, wherever you are listening to this, and leave a five-star review. Goes a long way. If you're on the YouTubes, hit the like button. Subscribe. Leave a comment for the algorithms, all that fun stuff. If you haven't already picked up a stream deck, you know what to do. You all got to get one. El Gato. Uh, The link is in the description of this YouTube video. (laughs) 
Also, they have a deal going on right now on their Wave products. They are on sale. They're in stock. So make sure you go pick one up and uh, and enjoy the plug and go. Mr. Black, I have a problem. What? It's a quick one, though. Okay. Everyone's hopping in on these hot and spicy stonks. Yeah. And I, too, want to be on the stonk honk train. Okay. All right? But I need mm-hmm. to be able to keep track of the stonks that I want to get in on. Mm. Is there any way that mm-hmm. I could quickly see my stonk price yes. and yes. get to that buy as quickly as possible? Yes. You could set up your stream deck to have each individual stock price mm. show up on your stream deck. If you just want to look down at your stream deck and say, oh, okay, let me see. BlackBerry right now is at eight bucks. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, GameStop right now is at $580. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, how, how is AMC doing? Oh, wow. Okay. Their stock is at $90. Holy jeez. Okay. I, I, I want to buy or sell. You can have a buy button on there, a sell button on there, take you right to the website, whatever you're using, preferably not Robinhood. Uh, and head on over there. You can do that all with the stream deck through Elgato. So you got to get one. And listen, if you're having a hard time accessing the uh, the exchange on any other platform besides Robinhood, um, you know, you can use NordVPN to bypass all of those issues. If you get in region blocked, and you can go and uh, and 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 enjoy the services on the website, or your you know maybe your it's your favorite poker website, maybe. Maybe you want to play some poker. Uh, you can you can get through any. You want to watch a different region of Netflix? You can go ahead and do that. Listen, I'm not telling you to go and do that, but I'm saying the option is there when you have NordVPN. And the best case is you're also safe and anonymous. You know, if you're out in public Wi-Fi, click of a button, boom, mask your IP. You're at home, boom, mask your IP. You know, you want a game on the servers, you want a streaming game on, hey, you can do that. They're fast enough. Six simultaneous devices at the same time. You could have your hubby upstairs, your wife in, an, in another room because you got both. Why not? Uh, you you could have your kids in three different rooms all on the same account. Six simultaneous devices. One child could be watching American Netflix. Another one watching Canadian Netflix. Another one watching like Netflix from the UK. I mean, you could you could do... You could be the everywhere. UN of Netflix, Jeff. You could be worldwide. You know what I'm saying? You could be you could be worldwide. You when you use that promo code OTT, of course, and you get 68% off um and a, and a free month on top of that. Link is in the description below. And if you're listening to this via RSS feed, hey, you could also uh just type in www.nordvpn.com/ott. That'll take you there too. And uh save 68%. So shout outs to our sponsors. Boom. And now it's time for movies and TV. Godzilla versus Kong trailer uh, landed, Mr. Black. Yeah. Watched that earlier earlier today. Uh, Looked pretty good. I have my my notes. Looked pretty good for what it is. Because it's, to be honest, it's a fucking Godzilla versus Kong movie. What are you really looking to get out of that? You know, it needs to look good. And, oh, maybe sound a little epic too and that's about all you can hope for and from the trailer looks like it's delivering those two things yeah within reason yeah i mean yeah i'm not a huge godzilla king kong fan never was i've seen 
I think maybe all of the movies are actually, I, yeah, I even saw that last one with like Samuel L. Jackson or I think it was just called Kong. Um, yeah, I've pretty much seen them all. And it's one of those things like if I never seen another Kong movie in my life, I would not be disappointed in the least. Um, but this trailer got me as excited for a Kong movie as I could possibly be excited. If you're a Kong fan, Godzilla fan, you're probably jumping through the roof because it it looks infinitely better than pretty much any other trailer I've seen for a Godzilla uh, Kong movie. Uh, so kudos to that. And uh, yeah, I'll 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 see it. You know, on, when God, it's on streaming. God bless this whole thing because obviously on the internet, the first thing people do is pick it apart and go, "Wait a minute, isn't Kong like one one hundredth the size of Godzilla?" Not now. Not now. Uh, I mean, because I mean, really, if it, if it came down to it, traditionally speaking, both of them have gotten way bigger than they were originally. But even if you took original Godzilla versus original Kong, I mean, this is like, you know, Godzilla like hits him with his big toe. And the whole conversation ends. It's pretty much how that goes. Um, but, uh, you know, this is like, this is like, but it's a dream matchup, right? It's like a thing that people want to see all the time. Sure. Uh, you know, uh, like in UFC, it's like, I want to watch, you know, in the reality, if it'd be like if the UFC was like, I want to see Stipe versus Mighty Mouse. You'd be like, well, I wonder how that one's going to turn out. You got one dude outweighing the other by 200 fucking pounds. Jeez, I wonder how that's going to go. One's six foot five, the other's fucking four foot three. It's not going to end well for the guy who's outweighed and out and outright by that much. It's just, you can mix martial arts your way all the way to the bank. Not going to make a damn difference. So, you know, it's like that. It's a, it's a dream matchup. And, you know, they had to maybe make Kong 40,000 times bigger than he would naturally be. And on top of that, they gave him, like, a fucking battle axe for some, you know, because they had to spice it up. You know, Godzilla can breathe literally radioactive light yeah, beams. Had to get him on the juice, you know what I'm saying? So that he could go up there and fight fucking Godzilla. <laughs> you know, stop bitching and start watching, all right? It's just, you gotta, hey, the movie. Who and, cares? and you know what? You gotta hand it to them, too, because they've got, they've got, like, they try and work just enough story into it for it to make any amount of sense. Where it's like, oh, my, you know, they were right. There was a war, and yeah. they're the last dumb, two dumb, standing. Dumb. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's like what? It's like listen. I it's 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 like uh it's like what's it called? Um, the the other fucking uh, the the other movie there, uh, Pacific Rim. Oh, Pacific Rim, yeah. Dude, I don't care about the story. I just want to see big shit fight big shit, and I want to have it sound awesome, and I want cool music. And I want death and destruction. That's which, all I want. Which is exactly give, why you watch the first yeah. movie and not the second one. Yeah. I don't <laughs> give a shit about any story. I just want to see these motherfuckers beat the hell out of each other and blow shit up in the process. That's all we That's all we want. So you just want, give us what we want. You want to know who's going to win this though, Jeff? I think Godzilla's Godzilla's win winning. And you know why he's winning? Because in the trailer, all Godzilla did was lose in every yeah. scene. So they're yeah. just hyping up Kong, and then Godzilla's going to be Godzilla. He's the king of fucking monsters. It's just game over. But we're going to, you know, watch it anyway. It'll be entertaining, you know, for what it is. Uh, next up, speaking of uh, speaking of small people playing bigger roles, Kevin Hart is apparently playing Roland in the Borderlands movie. Okay. 
Sure. I'm not sure how much money they're uh, they're playing or, or paying Kevin Hart to be in this this fucking video game movie, but uh, hey, get him sure. some high heels, you know, get him some platforms, and uh, and get him out there. Um, uh, but uh, you know, maybe he'd be better off playing Tiny Tina. But uh, nevertheless, that's uh, your first big name for the Borderlands movie. I forgot they were even making one, Jeff. I forgot Borderlands was even becoming a movie. But apparently, it, uh, all video games are getting movies now, so here we are. Um, we'll see if this gets delayed until, like, 2045, like every other video game movie as well. But, uh, there you have it. So, Kevin Hart. Um, and lastly, in a absolutely big dick move. Alright. Big dick, big dick move. NP, uh, NBC's Peacock platform... Uh, hit up Vince McMahon, and Vince McMahon said, hey, and he said this internally to himself, hey, wrestling's on the out and out, I should probably divest myself of this, or make as much money as possible, no matter what that takes, even if it means I kind of lose, you know, control of my network, and so, NBC contacts him, he says, hey, you want to have a little conversation about buying up the WWE network to put on Peacock, have all your pay-per-views on there too? How's that sound? NXT? Showing up weekly? What do you think? And Vince McMahon said, I'll do it for a cool billion fucking dollars. And NBC said, sure. <laughs> so, here we are. Peacock is now going to be the owner of, uh, or the licensed owner, I suppose, of the uh, WWE Network, as well as all of their pay-per-views, as well as NXT uh, and, uh, and NXT UK. There you go, Vince McMahon. Still wheeling and dealing. The dude's batshit crazy, but damn it if he doesn't know how to make himself money. Mm. There is no way you can convince me that shit's worth a billion dollars right now, but he sold it. He got into that boardroom, and he said, what's up? You know what? If if Peacock, uh, is Peacock even available in, in Canada? Is that a thing? Mm, I don't think so. Do we have like just so. a Canadian version where they get like, is it like Crave or some shit up here? Like, you know what I mean? Like sometimes in the yeah. States. I, I I actually don't know. Like Peacock just sounds stupid too. So like I'm, I have zero interest. Any, any shows that went on Peacock or like one-off things that mm. I was interested in, I just streamed. But, you know, I just found the shows on the internet, watched them. Uh, I, none of them that were on there interested me, so I didn't even go that far. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, listen, go. it's, it, I, I think it's a good move from Peacock because like WWE fans are hardcore as fuck. It's and, obviously a phenomenal value add for a streaming yeah, so service. So like yeah. for them, they're going to get a lot of people that are going to go over there and watch because if not, they can't watch their WWE stuff. Um, now I don't know. Is is the show like you know your your raw or whatever the shows they have now? Is that all going on there, or is this just for their live events? Like, no, this is so the WWE Network is their entire catalog that they okay. have made public. Gotcha. So you can and, and you on like demand and on demand. You pay monthly, but it yeah. also means that when you're on that, you get their pay per views. Yeah, so it's like Fight Pass with with you know yeah. Uh, those other networks and stuff that you can yeah, yeah it's a good move i think it's a good move by peacock i mean who else is gonna like nobody's chomping at the bit to go and um and go watch peacock now they're gonna have to st strategically 
put on content that also caters to that demographic that is now part of the WWE umbrella. Um, so, you know, I, I, I'm not sure what they're planning on on doing doing there. Uh, but hey, I think this is a lifeline from Vince McMahon. It's not every day that Vince McMahon gives away anything of his child. Uh, he is extremely protective uh, and egotistical around his baby. And you know, like how tough the WWE has been hurting for like the last few years. It's just gotten really, really bad. So this is like a good lifeline for Vince. And so I don't blame him at all for doing this. And the fact that he got a billion dollars out of it. <laughs> fucking well done. Sure. Uh, sure. And this I mean, is just he's, licensing, he's, right? Sure. Like this is this is a multi-year licensing deal. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not even that he like it's not like he, he sold the company. Yeah. It's just licensing. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you know, it, okay. And so that tells you, like, if that's just for the like a multi-year license, that tells you what Peacock thinks the actual general value of WWE is as a company right now. Which sounds, it's you know, it seems overvalued, but all the same, you know, props to Vince for fucking pulling that bad boy off. Uh, that's wild. So there you go. Uh, excuse me. Uh, that's it for uh for that. Did you have anything else? Crop up movies and TV this week. Uh, we already talked about the fact that Bond got delayed, so that yeah, that happened. Um, no, I don't think there's really anything else. I thought there was one thing that I heard that was oh Harry Potter, um, TV series, TV series. HBO yeah. is cooking up um a a um TV series for Harry Potter. Yeah. Um. We don't know exactly if it's they're going to uh, try and get back the old crew um, to do sort of, you know, an older Harry Potter, you know, what happens outside mm. of Hogwarts and, you know, where do these characters go and and or um, if they can get some of them to pass the torch to like the next line of of. Um, They've all Winter. separated themselves so much from JK as of as of late that I feel like they they'd have to be offered a shitload of money to go back oh, on what they've talked about on social media. Yeah, I mean, just to, even though it's not directly with her, like the association obviously of Harry Potter directly to JK and her going to obviously be making money off of it would make people kind of question. Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, money money talks, right? So you, yeah. you pay these guys enough money and they're going to do whatever. Yeah. Um you know, say what you want about JK. Um, I'm not a fan, but um, she is the brainchild of Harry Potter and mm. it doesn't work without her. And she would never allow anything to happen without her consent and overseeing of everything. So um, they obviously are working with her closely. And I think it would be a success with or without the old crew or, or whatever. I, my guess is, is they're going to do a new line of wizards and they may have a cameo from some of the old ones that can come in and drive certain stories for a few episodes and, you know, maybe come in, you know, uh, at the end of a season or something. I don't know. I mean, right? they could because- even just go like pre not when I say prequel, I don't mean like just before the movies, but go deep. Because there's lore for deep going back yeah. in the Harry Potter universe. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I think, yeah, I mean, personally for me, I'm, I'm over lore and and 
backstories and shit. I'm just, just saying move, in terms yeah. of like not having to tie yeah. themselves to the existing. Yeah, but I mean, they did the same thing with this Fantastic Beasts and that shit is hot garbage, right? That shit is just, it's garbage. It's like barely making money. It's just nobody cares about it. Nobody talks about it. I think they just need to move forward. They need mm. to like, you know, even even go go even further and go into the real world and see like, you know, and it's HBO, so it it probably would be i don't want to say darker but it wouldn't be like as childish as the original harry potter series was like super family friendly because that generation is older now they're our age they're yeah, they, they would be making uh, this for the people that are like the millennial i read the yeah. books growing up and and now i'd be interested in something like i believe you said darker is like the trend but that's probably mm -hmm. what it's going to be is Darker. I mean, they even did that within the movies when they came out. Like, by the time you got to the end of the fucking movie franchise, mm -hmm. it wasn't so kiddy anymore because the, the actors weren't kids anymore. They were fucking basically adults by the time the movies were done, right? So, uh, yeah, it would stand to reason that they'd, they'd be making it for, for that uh, kind of uh, demographic at this point. Um, I think that's about it. So that means it's time for... Movies and TV. We just did that. I know you're writing like an email or some shit right now, but it's time I, I, for I, I'm, I'm sorry. tech support. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Patreon.com slash lag TV. Uh, if you want to financially help the podcast out, that's the place to do it. For $10 or more a month, you get a couple of goodies, uh, especially when the pandemic's over and I can uh, kind of spend more than five minutes inside the post office without feeling like I'm going to kill myself. Um, you, can, uh, you can ask us questions each and every week. Got uh, a marvelous little segment here called Tech Support where we answer as many of your questions as possible. And so here we go. We're going to do just that. Uh, Logan asks, if you had unlimited capital to start up any company that you wanted, what would your company do and why? Jesus, unlimited capital. Fuck, that kind of opens that up, doesn't it? Oh, fuck. That's to hard. Start a that, company? That, yeah, like to start up any company, what would it be? Uh, what, yeah, what would you, your, the company do and why? That's, that's almost harder than putting a limit on the fucking capital. Well, to be you know what? I, I, this one's easy for me. Oh, this okay. one's easy. All right, what do you got? Uh, I, I would, I would create a, a movie studio. Okay. And I would create movies and I okay. would hire the absolute best people, um, and, and create, the 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 just dope ass fucking films that okay who cares about budget who cares about well you have unlimited whatever. capital jeff so it doesn't matter anymore unlimited capital right so i would i would make content I, I would be i'd be creating movies not not that i know anything personally on like how to fundamentally make a movie but you have the money it doesn't matter you I, I could pay a lot of people to do that for me exactly yeah um Man, unlimited capital. Um, geez, just uh, invest in as in. I would just make a a global investment firm that had major uh, awards for anything in the green market to push out fossil fuel as fast as humanly possible. That's. Does it get get the fuck out of fossil fuels as fast as possible? Do that. Um, you know, it would be basically I would just make a giant like uh like uh 
you know, uh, technology and engineering, uh, you know, investment engine at that point. So it's like, hey, we want to solve problems. Like, um, like Elon Musk is doing the hundred million dollars for like pulling yeah, carbon out, out, out of the air kind of thing. Like that yeah. at, a, at a larger scale, right? Uh, solve our battery issues where where we have ideas for how to like propel ourselves further into the universe, but we don't have the 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 energy source for it, you know, like, like that shit, or just again, like fossil fuels, get rid of that, you know, get get rid of that shit. Um, um, otherwise, uh, honestly, with unlimited capital, I would just lobby the fuck out of the government because that's all you can do these days to get anything done. Lobby the fuck out of the government to put education and healthcare first. Boom. I don't want teachers having to spend their own money buying school supplies anymore. And if I have unlimited capital. Suddenly, that's no longer a problem. <laughs> so, uh, let's go with that. Let's have an, an educated society uh, to uh, to make better, you know, better decisions and be healthier. That's remarkable how that works in other places, but it seems to be such a struggle to convince people over here. Um, Oh, uh, Volkus asks, uh, what's the biggest irritant you've ever had that was car related? So for him, he said, I just had to get my windshield replaced. So what was the most annoying thing to happen to you that, you know, for a car? Um, the most annoying. So not major, but annoying. Yeah. Any, like any, just the, the biggest, like the irritant, the thing that like uh, annoyed you the most, like it didn't, it doesn't have to be like a $40,000 like totaled yeah. your car type shit, but yeah. just an annoying. I mean, my, mine would be the, the door not, not unlocking from the outside. Ah, so, like, every time, every time you had to, uh, I, I had actually two vehicles that did this. Um, they're both, I used to just like buy old used, you know, $1,800 beaters, thousand dollar beaters. It's what you do when you're broke and you're not going to go out and buy a brand new car. And, uh, I would go, um, I'd have to go to the pat. Actually one was one and one was the other. So on one car, I, in order for me to get in the driver's seat, I had to unlock the passenger side, open the door, slide over and then manually unlock. Oh, I remember the car. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then not, yeah. And then not only that, um, you in know, the reverse. To, exactly. So <laughs> it, it's, it was, a, it was a, it was a, I ended up getting it fixed and it was a pretty easy fix. Um, but you know, I just dealt with it and lived with it for a long time because I thought like, shit, I don't have several hundred dollars to fix this. But I remember when I went in to go get winter tires put on my car and I told the mechanic about it, he ended up fixing it. Like six months later, it broke again. It did like the same thing, but yeah. fixed it for a while. Uh, but yeah, that shit was annoying. I remember I went on a date. Um, I met this girl and we went on a date and this was like th this, this, this was the most attractive girl at the time I'd have, I had ever scored a date with. So like, you know, I, I always kind of, I always, now I it's time to impress. Of, yeah. I was the type of guy that like, you know, I don't, I don't know how to make the sound with a kind of sound like a douche, but I'll just tell you how it is. I was the kind Je of guy. Jeff, that, you like, wore Ed Hardy for yeah, a long time. I mean, I, mean, it's I did. <laughs> I, I would, I was the guy that would like, you know, in, in, in <laughs> after high school. So like during college, like university days. And when I dropped out, like 
early 20s. Yeah. I would just go for like seven eights, right? Like mm. eight and a half, you know, that, that, that was my range. I hate to put a number on people's looks, but for layman's terms, I, I you know, go, going after like dime pieces, like mm. tens, mm. Um, it was like just something that I just didn't really have the confidence in doing. It's not that I wasn't like, it wasn't that I was super not confident, but it was, I just found it a lot easier. Like I had tried and like, it was just like dealing with stuck up people, like people a lot of time. Like it was just a lot more work. Well, you know, you know, I can only, I can only say that I sympathize because I only tried to do that once. And it was before, when I was still dating before I met M and I had yeah. two bordering opportunities and it is a lot of work more yeah, work it than just, it was worth it was just more work and yeah. like i've done it in the past yeah you know what i'm saying and so but i was like you know i would just go for it so anyway i managed to score a date with an absolutely like out of my league mm. girl right at, at least and at least in my eyes. And it's funny too, because like five or six <laughs> years ago, I ended up going on Facebook to like, see what this chick was up to. Oh, bro. You can't uh, be doing that shit, man. She's haggard now, man. She's oh, just, come on. You can't say that man, stuff out loud, bro. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But, uh, oh. she just looks like she's, she's had some miles put on. Her, oh, you know? come on. <laughs> I'm going to be that guy. Fuck. I like how, guy. I like how 14 seconds ago, you're like, I don't know how to put this without sounding like a douche. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, come on, right? So, but hey, listen, <laughs> listen. There are tons. There are tons of 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 girls, right? That you know, even dudes, right? Yes. That that were like not as not very attractive in like high school and stuff, right? And now you know they had like, the glow up, Jeff. They had a glow up. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And there's and people that go the reverse. Exactly. And then some of the cool kids, right? The 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 stuck up the stuck up crowd, right? Yeah, the, yeah. The, the pretty boy and pretty girl of high school. They're, they're, they're run down and haggard. It happens. And now some of them are still gorgeous for sure, but come on guys, don't act like nobody's ever been and, 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 like and this seen this shit. Every people think this shit is, it's, they just don't come say on. it out I'm loud. Just, I'm just man enough to say it. Yeah. All right. Fuck off. Don't judge yeah. me. All right. So, <laughs> but anyway, back to the story. All right. Back to the story. I, uh, I go on this date with this chick and, uh, not only that, she comes from a wealthy family. Oh, okay. Oh. So I'm driving this piece of shit car. Oh dear. And I go to pick her up and she's walking up to the door. I think I might've said this before on the pot. I, I think I might've said this before, not it's on the possible. podcast, but maybe in a Starcraft game, uh, Starcraft cast. Um, so was this the Volkswagen? No, 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 no. This was um, what it was a red was car. Fuck, what was what kind of car was that? My dad just showed up one day and gave it to me. Um, fuck, it was a Ford Escort. Um, at, was it Escort? I think it was an Escort. I think it was an Escort. Jesus. I think it was an Escort. Anyway, the door didn't open. The door didn't open from the. This was the passenger side one, so the door wouldn't open. So what I did, right, like a true gentleman. I got out of the car. Oh, of course. Yes. Right. And before I did, I opened up the passenger side door just a little bit, just so, you know, it didn't make it look like I, you know, because I couldn't open it if I went around and just of tried course. to open it. Right. So I opened it just a little tiny bit. So it still looked closed <laughs> and I got out. And uh, when she came up to the door, I opened the door 
She oh, sat in, put her seatbelt no. on. I closed it, went around the side. Yeah, oh just my like a true gentleman. God. And you know, it's kind of cringe because like people just don't do that these days. Like they just. Uh, but, I, I'm hey. not gonna lie. I did it because that's in my. You know, did you? I I, I okay. did that shit. Yeah, when I go on dates, you know, open the door. I I I open the door, you know, in the car and whatnot. Yeah, I. I okay, do that shit, okay. Yeah. Well, then you're a gentleman. So maybe yeah. maybe maybe people maybe people do that. Listen, if my door was open and fine, I wouldn't open up shit. All right, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest <laughs> with you. But I took the opportunity to get out, and I did the same thing. We went in. We went, dude. I remember I was so broke too. Like I was such a, <laughs> and um. And we went to this, she, she picked the, this, this, it wasn't even a restaurant. It was, it was more like a wine lounge. It was like a place. And, and like at, at the time I might've been like 20 years old. I don't even remember. It was super young. Um, I, uh, I never like really had wine before. Like I wasn't like, I wasn't a wine drinker. Like I was still like in the, the, um, the, bar, like the no, I was, I was in, <laughs> I was in the taking shots of like fire, fireball and fucking, <laughs> you know, Red Bulls and, and and Jaeger and you know I was still in that like university stage, so we went to like some fancy wine place and like obviously she she is brought up with money right so she 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 chose this place, and she started ordering she we ordered a bottle of wine and I was driving right so I only had like like one little glass and um you know the bottle of wine was expensive as fuck it was like sixty or seventy bucks at at a, and I had. You know, I might have had, I don't remember, but I might have maybe back then might have had 100, 120 bucks, 140 bucks to my name. Like my net worth was 140. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was, you know, like buying it, buying a bottle of wine at like 60 bucks was like killing me. And then, and then they, they, they had appetizers there so that you couldn't buy like full meals, but you get finger food. And so it was like, you know, she started ordering finger food. Was this like a tapas bar or some shit? Say what? Was this like a tapas bar or some shit? Like it's right, it's right downtown Halifax. Um, I remember when I went to, geez, about four or five years ago, I went to a bar with Cam, and it was like a secret underground bar that like you had to use a password to get in. Um, and it it wasn't. It wasn't far. It was like across the street and down the road a little bit from there. My cousin Ben has a story about going to that same bar. Uh, yeah. Fucking like, yeah. So like <laughs> they were still open. So they, they still might be a thing even today. I just, yeah, they, they I, are. The They're time. still there. Yeah. Mm. It, it was the only time I ever, it was the only time I ever went there. But um, yeah. So anyway, that, that date, that date just murdered my wallet. And I remember I was just faking it the whole time. <laughs> and we ended up going to, she wanted to get food. So we ended up. We ended up doing that, and then we we would just walk downtown on the waterfront and stuff. And then uh, we ended up going to like she's like I'm hungry, and she wanted to go to like a restaurant restaurant, but I didn't have any fucking money left. Like I let's I go to I, the I, bicycle I, thief. So we went to uh, we went <laughs> to a place on on um, on Quimple, and that place is still there too. But it, it's like it's it's this old restaurant. It was super cheap, and she I didn't eat because I couldn't afford it. But she, like she ordered food. And she's like, what do you get? Like the waiter came over like, what do you want? And I was like, ah, you know what? I'm not hungry. And I was fucking starving, Uh, but I I couldn't afford it. Like when she, when she ordered what she ordered, I, I literally couldn't afford. So I'm sitting there drinking water and, uh, and, and she's like eating her meal. She's like, are you sure you're not hungry? I'm like, no, no, no. I, I, I'm just, I'm not hungry at all. Like, and I was so fucking hungry. So anyway, that is a disaster. But uh, anyway, that's. I don't know how I got to that story. Just Neither do I. I don't, I don't even remember how we got back, there. 
I think it was it was the most annoying thing about the car with the yes. door opening. Right? Yes, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And it reminds me of the date that I went on and and that 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 entire ordeal. So, uh, uh, and funny last last funny thing is she's into black guys, right? So, um, of, she was telling apparently. me about her ex boy. So she was telling me about her ex boyfriend, and and uh, he went to school because she was going to university mm. down. Uh, she was going to SMU. And uh, she went to school or she she had just broken up or they had just broken up a couple of weeks ago. And uh, and she was telling me about her ex-boyfriend. Like it wasn't like this long as I was just asking her, like, hey, you know, are you in a relationship? Because I had gotten under a long relationship. And then, you know, we were just kind of like that. And then she told me she told me his name. Right. And I, I, I and while she's eating, like I'm go, I go on Facebook and I'm like looking up this dude. This big black guy from Dominican Republic <laughs> school uh, down at her school, and I'm thinking to myself, "Man, because <laughs> you're black, but you're not big Dominican Republic yeah, black." Yeah, I, I wasn't like you know, I'm I'm black, but like I'm not he was, like that. he was black, he's, yeah, black. Yeah, he's black. He's, he's, he's black. <laughs> you know, I'm a African. He's full. All right, <laughs> he's full. Right? Was I he per- was he purple? He's got girth and length. I'm not sure I'm fitting. <laughs> right? So like I'm you know, I'm thinking to myself, fuck. All right, okay. All right. <laughs> oh fuck. Ugh. I I honestly like um I never had like you know the most nagging thing and it wasn't nagging, it was just like I had to change it that same day or I was fucked. The the for the day that my um my grandmother, it was like, I was getting into university or whatever, or getting out of university. Her graduation, whatever graduate graduation presence was, she wasn't driving it anymore anyway. She just basically gave me her Ford Focus for a dollar just to change the name over on the fucking vehicle or whatever. The mm. same day that dad and I go to do that shit, the brake lines failed in mm. the car when we're on the road. And so we had to like, coast into a parking lot and like slow as fuck e-breaker shit <laughs> to a stop and then we had to get it like we, we had to get it to a place to get the fucking brake lines and everything fixed on it that like other than that i haven't had like mechanical failure i will say that the most annoying thing about my current car as much as i love it is that for whatever reason it doesn't automatically lock when you walk away from the vehicle so every other car I've owned, including that Ford Focus, which is like from 2002 or 2003, would automatically lock after the, you know it recognizes the key fob is now far enough away from the car or whatever. It locks the car if the car hasn't been locked already. Mine doesn't do that. So I've had mm. to like drill it into my mind that every time I get out of the car, I have to press the fucking lock button on the door, and then I press it a second time on my key fob because I've had... So many times early on when I first had the vehicle that I totally forgot and my car was just open for like fucking long periods of time. Like out if we were downtown parked on the side of the road, just wide fucking open. Like or overnight somewhere wide fucking open. So that that pisses me off because like everything else about it. Oh, the other thing, which is also related to locks, is that if you put your hand, if you have the key fob in your pocket because it's push start, key fob in your pocket, put your hand on the on the handle, it'll unlock the car, right? Mm-hmm. But it, if you do it from the driver's side, it only unlocks the driver's door driver's and not the yeah. other side. But if you put your hand on the passenger door, it unlocks it, every oh, fucking fuck. door. Of the car. Fuck! Yeah. Why? Yeah. Like, I, like if I'm with M and and we're like go to the car and I put my hand on the door to open it and then she all she sees me open the door, the first no thing word. she does, yeah, 
Yeah, try to open have, the handle. You have to get in and unlock all of the doors. Or you got to double. On the key fob. To double tap fob, it. You got to double tap it on yeah. lock everything. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. It drives me nuts. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, there's some good questions in here today, but I have to take M to work, so I don't have too much time to answer a yeah, bunch of these. Uh, <laughs> Will, Will Hawkins asked, you win $5,000 and a 30-minute shopping spree at a home improvement store. What are you buying? Say say it one more time. Uh, how much? You win five grand. You have 30 minutes to shop at a home improvement store. What are you buying? Oh, man. Home improvement store. What am I buying? I am buying pool chemicals for like the next decade. <laughs> <laughs> That's Fair. what I'm buying. Fair. And sticking it right in the pool house and letting it sit there and then using them as it goes. Uh, I'm buying a new faucet, full faucet unit and, uh, and farm sink for upstairs. I hate divided sinks because when you do like big pans, you're always awkwardly fucking like the dishes half in the sink, half out the sink. You're trying to clean it. Water's fucking going everywhere and shit. Whoever came up with the divided sink, I still don't a hundred percent understand the concept you have drying racks and shit anyway, and like, is it just put it like, anyway, give me a big ass farm sink, and a new far and a new a new faucet head because, like, the faucet that's up there now, the difference between melt your hands off and freezing cold is two tenths of a centimeter, and if you fuck it up, you're having a bad time either way. So the new faucet, farm sink, uh, and then uh, and then my follow up to that would be. Um, uh, would probably be, uh, I don't know. That's only, that's going to cost me probably on $1,200 to make that happen. And then I got like the rest. I just go over and find a nice, like all in one, uh, standing shower unit and fuck a tub and then put that rain head over top of me at the ceiling so that I don't have to huddle up like fucking Smeagol every time I shower in the tub because I'm so fucking tall. That I can't move or stand up straight, or my head just hits the fucking like the 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 shower head. So that would be my two my two purchases for the five thousand dollars uh five thousand dollars. Okay. Uh. Two really quick ones here. Smashbop asks, "You just died, and it turns out your life was a video game." Uh, I believe Ryan Reynolds has a video, uh, a fucking movie about this coming up. A prompt appears before your eyes with three options: next level, restart level, or spectate. Which option do you choose, and why? Give me spectate all day. If I'm out the game, I'm out the fucking game. Let yeah. me watch the shit happen from a distance. I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm out That's the. One. I'm out the yeah. game. I'm out. Uh, last one. Jorbach asks, have you ever, uh, popped a royal flush playing poker in person, and did you do a little yep. celebration? Uh, I have. I've, I've flopped one. 
um, at my local casino. You flopped. You didn't even. It didn't even take you to the river. You just flopped oh, a fucking flopped royal. Straight flopped the royal flush. Holy shit. Um, didn't win that much money off it. It was only like a eighteen or twenty dollar pot. Um, and I I pretty much checked pretty much the whole way down, but nobody had anything but like a pocket, like a pair of jacks. This is the worst um, I, when you have a real hand and you try to like semi slow play it, even if you're short stacked and people aren't going to like wildly expect anything and they still don't go in. You're like, fuck. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> uh, and I ended up winning. I ended up getting uh, a free buffet ticket from the casino. Hey. And you win the hand, which you always win. You got to show. Yeah. So like, you know, even if everybody folds, if you show it, like if you just fold it, they won't. Get, but if you show it, then uh, you, you get a, a all you can eat buffet ticket. And I didn't even use it. I, I forgot. I, it was in my wallet for like two years. Oh. And then I remember Kale and I went down to the casino one night and uh, I saw the, the all-you-can-eat buffet. I said, oh, my goodness, I have an all-you-can-eat ticket. And I go to grab the ticket and then realized it was only good for one year. And it expired <sighs> and they wouldn't give me it. Gotcha. So didn't even get to gotcha. eat my meal. I've never had a royal flush. In any of the po- I haven't played that much poker, but even in the poker I've played, I've never had a Royal Flush. I've had, like... Uh, uh, yeah, no. Never, never had Royal Flush. I've just had, like, other standard-ass fucking hands. And I've never even had, like, really major- And every time that I've had it, just like you've described there, I don't think I've had one time- All of my biggest poker hands were the shittiest hands that I had. And I don't know if that's because I just, like, instinctually played it differently and it just led to a bigger pots and I just, like, serendipitously pulled it out. Uh, and I don't, don't realize that when I have a good hand, I'm playing too aggressively and I'm just forcing people out the pot. Or what? But I've never had, like, a legit hand and then got to the end and won it and have it be big. It's mostly, like, everyone but maybe one person folds and it's just, you know, heads up between the two of you or whatever and the guy's got, like... You're basically just checking yourselves into oblivion, and then you get like, you get you get like the blinds, and maybe like somebody had like a dusting in there at some point. You're like, fuck, this is like the one time I had a good hand. You all fucked me. Uh, so yeah, I never had never had the royal flush, and and never even had a big hand that was a legitimate. I've had like, I think the biggest hand I ever won, and it was the reason why, even though it's not a good hand, I always play it just because it's like you know, it, everybody's got your good luck hand, right? Is uh is queen ten suited? Um, it's not a bad hand. It's not like it's not awful. It's just like it's a hand that you can get jabated kind of yeah, easily you with. Can get in trouble. You can get in trouble with that hand. Yeah. So yeah. like it's it's just it's good enough that you always want to go in on it, but it's also like you have to be careful you don't fuck yourself on that hand. But I always fucking overplayed every time. <laughs> it's just it's like my it's like my fucking hand. Um, yeah. So uh, that was the biggest one, but I never you know, is. That was, that was the show. But uh, that's it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's another Technical Alpha podcast. We're done and dusted for another week. Can't wait to see what happens in the next seven fucking days. This 2021 has been just delivering some crazy shit. Who knows? Will GameStop hit $1,000? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Will the SEC quasi-illegally fuck around with this shit to stop everyone from making millions of dollars? Tune in next week. For more, Dragon Ball Z. Until then, guys, have a good one. Stay safe out there. And, uh, well, peace. Peace. peace.